do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. It's uh, the Mark Order Podcast, episode, what is this, 33, Jesus. Hell yeah, man, we're barreling down the hill. Doesn't feel like uh, a go-home week to a pay-per-view. Like, it was a good show, but I just, I don't know. My energy's down this week. You need an energy drink? Need a little... uh, Maybe need a little bang. I'm trying to take a, a break off it. I realized the other day on the can, it does not intended for anyone under the age of 18. That can't be good. No, those kids get addicted to those fucking things. It's like Adderall. It's like Jessica Spano from that fucking episode of uh, Saved by the Bell. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, Zach. I'm so scared. So excited, so excited, so scared. But you're a grown-ass man, so you're okay. You're so formal calling her Jessica Spano. I know. I'm sorry. The chick that got naked in Showgirls. Yeah, I know who you meant. I'm just, you know, she's normally referred to as Jessie Spano. Correct. Not Jessica. All right. I'll talk amongst yourselves. I got to finish writing my raps. All right, people. Oh. Oh, wants them t-shirts from Joe Evans so bad. I don't want nope. I already talked to Joe Evans. I said, I don't want your t-shirts, Joe. I got enough t-shirts. I love the gesture. Kind man. I said, sign up for the Shining Wizards Patreon for a dollar, bro. That's all I want. And you know what? Joe Evans, he came through today. Oh, Joe. Just the best. So that's it. I don't need I don't want a t-shirt. I'm trying to convince him to go to final battle. He didn't say no. Where's Joe Evans from? Nebraska. That's a fucking hike, Kate. <laughs> That's a trip. It is, but I think he might have been looking to not be in Nebraska at times anyway. <laughs> Could be. That's a Could be. That's a good idea. It sounded like uh, a possibility from our conversation, but I'm excited for final battle with you guys. I'm excited for the pay-per-view this weekend. I feel very differently than about this being a good episode, I felt like this had some pay-per-view matches before the pay-per-view on it. I mean, it wasn't all the matches from the pay-per-view, so at least we didn't get a Federation fucking show. No, that would be rematch after rematch after rematch. But I just mean the quality between the opener, the tag match, and Pac and Harwood. Oh, boy. Yeah, there were good matches. It's Listen... It's not that I don't feel like this was a good episode or it was a low energy. I just feel like like I was hyped up. I was on the Bammer Slammer last night with Schlong. We were previewing the show. I was all hyped up for it. Then we start this tonight, and it's kind of like, I don't know, I feel tired. I feel a little tired. It's not them, it's you? Is that it? a little low energy? I don't know. 
It's not you, it's me. <laughs> um yeah, no, listen, everything leading into this pay-per-view has been really solid. Um I and I honestly feel like it has um it has started with uh Friday night's rampage. We can talk a little bit about that. Um but uh hey, just in case you didn't know, Asian Joe said he'll be in Minneapolis this weekend. Oh boy. That rules. It'll be fun. Yeah. Don't get it's in a street a lot of fight. No. I hear it's just like every other street fight. <laughs> I would also suggest staying away from any parking lots near that arena. Yeah. No, it's a bad scene. Not safe. Bad scene in the old A. Wow, Matt is really writing his raps as we're talking. This is so much fun. Yeah. Look, he I looks told like you, a student. I told you earlier I was not going to have time to watch any dynamite. I saw yeah. zero dynamite. Um, You're a hardworking so man. We appreciate that about you. But it's, I worked and I came home and I did my yoga. Good. Yes. I'm back on the DDP bandwagon. And if I die, I can't watch any wrestling. So I should probably take care of myself. Very good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I sat down and I ate dinner with my wife. And then I came up here and I had to start writing my rap. So that's where I am. I just right love now. it. You looked like a middle school student. I expected Aunt to be like, everybody pencils down. Everybody, row one, pencils down. This, if this looks like a middle school student, you're going to some weird middle school. <laughs> it was the the intensity with which you were writing. Yeah, because I'm putting some thought into these raps. Yo, people have some expectations no. now. The uh, audience is growing. More people are watching on a weekly basis. I have to deliver the goods. If I can get Asian Joe to join our Patreon, the Shining Wizards Patreon, part of the Mark Order family uh, uh-huh. under the Shining Wizards Network banner. Is the Mark the Order Ma- podcast the Mark Order family office? <laughs> um, if I can get Asian Joe to join the Patreon, maybe my raps will get more people to join the Shining Wizards Patreon. Maybe my raps will get more people to tune in to the Mark Order podcast every Wednesday night. Yeah, I think they will because it's a recruiting tool. People to tune in for raps, they don't tune in for weird, uh, absent men who put wigs on. It's very well, true. it depends on the demographic that we're reaching, but maybe. <laughs> I think I can speak for all of us. Uh, We don't want that demographic, okay? That is an extremely fair point. (laughs) Get enough fucking weirdos in this world. And I'm sorry you're low energy. No. Is it just from work? Work has been very busy. Is it that it's dark at like 4 p.m.? Because that is not helping me. I love that. I love... Oh, there goes Kate. Uh, in the middle of me talking to Kate, she fucking bows out. Oh, well. Oh, gross. There's my dumb camera. I don't know what happened. There we go. Oh, my God. No, I don't mind it getting dark out at like four o'clock. I'm, I'm okay with that, especially now that I'm not like commuting like I used to. I get um same day that i wake up which is neat normally i'm not tired till like 1 30 in the morning but i now get yeah. tired like by 11 30 and it's good well i'm uh, it's definitely not the time change i don't know it's just been a long week that's fair i did uh i said it. i did the bammer slammer with schlong last night that was fun 
Uh, so if you're out there and you want to hear what Schlong and I had to say on the Bammer Slammer podcast, um, you can find that uh, on YouTube. I don't have the straight link off the top of my head, but it's out there. Check it out. It was a straight uh, full gear preview. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. We thank Bama Dave for having us on. Um, I was fantastic. Schlong, you know, you know how Schlong is. He's so hot on everything. Bama Dave looked exactly like uh, what I thought he would look like. Of course. It's Bama Dave. Bama Dave. I watched for like five minutes, uh, and I was like, I'm going to go play uh, (laughs) NHL hockey. Well, because you know we're talking about it tonight. I'm going to get a game of hockey in. Of course you are. But it was a good time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Good panel. Uh, Savannah was on with us. She was fantastic. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a good time. Um, nobody wants rate the great. I'm not even sharing the comments that are going on right now. Somebody who should be for someone who's supposed to be driving, he's doing an awful lot of texting and driving. So that's uh, very true. Can you not junkyard dog yourself, buddy? Can you just fucking relax? (laughs) Holy shit, dude. Sorry, I keep cutting out, by the way. I'm waiting for my new hub to arrive. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Fucked up. Well, guys, let's uh, let's jump in. That we were not... Whoa. Get him, Buster. Tell Buster him. Buster really, really wants to dig into AEW Dynamite. Well, I think he wants to dive into Rampage first. And, Kate, I need your reactions to Rampage a little bit. Oh my god. We're not now we're we're not going through everything, right? But there's clearly some one major thing we need to dive into. First of all, Brian Danielson and Anthony Bowens had a match. Oh. Um Danielson defeated Bowens, but very, very fun match. Uh just fantastic. Um I mean, feel free to jump in and say anything you want about that match. I mean Oh, sure. It was just, uh, first of all, I loved the Laurinaitis line from uh, Caster. That was a really fun, that was a great way to be edgy without being offensive. I thought they did a really good job with that about uh, releasing people from their jobs more than his father-in-law, who was John Laurinaitis at WWE, who released 17 more people this past week. So that was really fun. I love that people are getting to see what Bowens can do. I feel like when Caster was suspended, they showed him a lot on dark and he was impressing a lot of people and reminding people what he could do. And now we're getting to see it on dynamite and rampage this past week. And he's just a fantastic wrestler. He's super smart in the ring. There was a spot here where Danielson went for a kick while Bowens was on the outside of the ring. And he basically like wore him like a backpack and slammed him into the apron on the side, just really creative, but always logically sound as Anthony Bowens. And I didn't know, until the Friday night show that I did. Um, he was supposed to get signed by WWE, and I shit you not, WWE forgot to sign him. So their mistake led to, I think, an outstanding talent to join us at AEW side of things. But yeah, they just literally, um, Sean Rossap looked to get a Bowens interview, and they said, didn't you have to go through WWE PR for that? And he said, no and they said we thought we signed him and they forgot to sign him so thank you wwe for letting anthony bowens slip through your fingers like that and show up here my goodness and i thought those contract errors were a new thing but i guess not 
Um, but a, a fantastic match. I have great things to say about him tonight as well. Definitely a really solid rampage last week. I think pretty much for the whole show. I, I felt like it was a very strong episode. Mike Peterson said, I wanted to turn this match into a sandwich and eat it. Bones is so good. <laughs> and is a great seller. He is. You want to know why? He sold me my uh, Mets game used base that sits in my office landing. Did he really? He did. Is there, how did that come about? That's a fun story. Um, I know he was looking to sell a bunch of stuff. I think his, his father had some kind of connection with the Mets or he knew somebody. So he had a game used base and he was looking to get rid of it. And I was like, absolutely. I'll take the fucking base. Are you kidding me? That's so cool. So it sits in, it's in the corner of my office landing sitting on up there. I love that. Yeah, and I oh, got and- like it's got all the information on it, like what inning it was changed out and what game. So that's really rad. Yeah, not bad for a Giants fan. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad at all. Not bad for a Seton Hall Pirate either, which commentary mentioned tonight. But yeah, yeah, I thought it was a, a really strong way to start off Friday night. Just a fun, a fun match that I feel like everybody has their Danielson dream matches right now because he's just so good, and we've waited to see him on such a tear and this isn't anybody's like top of the dream match list, but what a great match. Like it was, it was really, really fun. Yeah. I mean, Danielson's just having really, really quality caliber matches, like high quality caliber matches right now. And it doesn't matter who's in the ring with him. I mean, he makes everybody look good and everybody makes him look great. So um, yeah, Bowens is definitely a five tool player. Uh, he was, he was fantastic. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Kate, here's where I want to get your thoughts. CM Punk, Eddie Kingston promo battle. Your couch must've been on fire, uh, with excitement. Uh, uh, how could a soaking wet couch catch fire? (laughs) Maybe it was gasoline. Ah, the answer I was looking for. You guys are gross, but funny. Uh, I didn't say anything about, ew, get your mind out of it. You're gross. What's wrong with you? I I am gross sometimes, but you're grosser. You look like a hundred snails crawled all over Kate's couch. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Matthew. I was going to let it go, but you you softballed it. Anytime I can make a snail joke. Also, if you follow the (laughs) Wizard Podcast on Twitter, anytime I can say up in them guts, I'm going to do it. So just... Very true. Well, you can't get up in the them guts if you're not taking a gal somewhere better than Applebee's, which is not fancy despite their jingle. Uh doesn't have to be a gal. You can get up in a guy's guts too. It's very true. That is true. Sorry, I didn't mean to exclude our friends. No children, no animals. Stay out of their guts, please. That's where the hard line is. Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. Obviously, something that is at the top of my dream list because they're my favorite wrestler since I started watching and my favorite wrestler probably since that guy left in the in the ring together. Started slow. Boy, oh boy, did it pick up into something that felt like a very vicious and real story as both of them are capable of doing. Someone had pointed out that it's kind of fun that CM Punk is like the John Cena in this situation. And they confirmed that that was very intentional. Like, that he was basically aiming to be the other side of his most notable feud in WWE, which was pretty cool. And to me, like, 
people were going back and forth about who won this and like Kingston won. I think he was supposed to like this controlled rage. Eddie Kingston is so interesting to me because he's trying so hard to not just kick the ever living dog shit out of people at any turn. Like I've really, really, really liked this. My favorite line from punk was when Eddie challenged him at full gear. And he said, I thought like dark elevation or dark was more your speed, like basically saying that he's not a main eventer. It doesn't actually make that much sense because he's been around virtually every title feud since he's gotten here, but it just felt like such a, the perfect thing for him to kind of snarl at. But Kingston just coming out with some stuff that was very real from their history, some stuff that was not that real from their history. They've never actually crossed paths before. And in the ring, they shared a couple locker rooms, but um, I've just really loved how real and um personal this felt considering they're not giving it that long of a build you have a title picture that has had a two-year build and this which is going to have essentially a two-week build and this feels like something that is just as intense to me and i know i'm a mark for both of them but i think a lot of people feel that way and then the video package that they put out for this is ridiculous it's like its own two-minute movie and Kingston just calling himself Punk's Karma is such like a delicious, wonderful way to go into this feud. So gangbusters for me. I don't care who's heel and face in this. A lot of people are like, nobody's going to boo Eddie. That's fine. There's just going to be such a hot crowd. It doesn't matter what side they fall on for this. Both of these characters have layers. I feel like this one could go either way at this point. And no matter who wins, the the next thing that happens for both of these guys is going to be like, I think a pretty intense character layer. So I'm, I just couldn't be more excited. Yeah. Well, we could definitely talk, you know, who you think is going to win. We'll do picks later for the show, but uh, I agree with you, Kate, go ahead, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. It makes from a storytelling sense. It makes perfect sense. Here is Eddie Kingston who is scratched and clawed and fought his way to be in this position. It's the story they've been telling with him since he became a member of the AEW roster, even when he came in for that one match with Cody Rhodes. Uh, and they've documented his his struggles, and that piece that they put out the other day was beautifully written. Um, but the athletic, right? Um, beautiful Players stuff. Tribune, but Players yeah. Tribune, excuse me. Um, and he's the perfect guy to be like, I'm going to fucking call out CM Punk. You fucking quit. You took your ball and fucking went home. I almost had to go live with my motherfucking mother. <laughs> and you just decided you were going to fuck it. Like, it was beautifully done. That's how you set up a fucking match. Um, I, I think we're at the point in wrestling where every match does not have to have a heel and a face. Uh, and this is the perfect example. I'll tell you what. The match ain't going to be better than these promos. <laughs> It's going to be tough. <clears throat> they really set the bar with this promo. I'm going to call it like I see it. Well, These guys together. I don't know about the chemistry in the ring with their styles. I don't know if it's going to be a great match, but it doesn't really matter because these promos are fucking top notch promos. This was unbelievable. And uh, man, the hype for full gear just off of this and this one match, I think, you know, it, kind of over is overshadowing a couple of the other storylines that they're trying to tell, which is not a bad thing, but this is going to be something else on Saturday. Yeah. I, um, 
I, I mentioned it last night <clears throat> on uh Bammer Slammer, but uh G and I were traveling on Friday and <clears throat> we went out to dinner and went back to our the place we were staying and we were exhausted, so we just like jumped into bed and I said, I'm just gonna throw this on TV if you don't mind, because we were just kinda like vegging out. And when this came on, it was very much like a holy shit every five seconds during this promo. We were both like audibly like, oh, snap. Um, you know, punk, uh, punk calling Eddie a bum, uh, you know, saying he saw something great in him, you know, uh, fi- you know, however long, you know, ago, 15 years ago or whatever. You know, Eddie saying, you know, after I beat you, you know, you can quit again for seven years. Just a lot of barbs in this one. Fantastic. And I said it last night. If anybody doubts the promos that Eddie can cut, look at this one, but also go back to BTE. Look at the promo he cut on a bag of Sour Patch Kids, on a cookie, on a Halloween pumpkin. I mean, the dude can go with his promos. And to put these two going back and forth with each other, just perfect. Just to uh, put a, a bow on a couple of things with this. I also, I love that Eddie Kingston went further back than WWE because I think the easy softball is the, you left for seven and a half years and came back. Like he made it so much bigger than just like you left wrestling and you came back here and we already had this. Like by going before WWE, it's such better storytelling and it feels so much more personal. And I really liked from Punk in this, him basically carrying over what Daniel, what Brian Danielson said against Eddie too, which was like, you didn't put in the work. We saw something bigger than you as these guys. Like he carried Eddie Kingston's character arc from that into this in a really, really organic way. So then I will shut up about this for now. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will dig into kind of what our thoughts are later. Just a couple of things to call out. Nick A, thanks for checking us out. Uh, shout out to Ruby Soho. Since the first Eddie Punk confrontation, she is outstanding at being the concerned friend trying to stop her friend from doing something bad. I agree. It's great seeing uh, Ruby kind of in the middle of things, trying to break things up. She's uh, such a face. Like, it's so funny. Oh, absolutely. They ever tried to turn her heel. She's so likable. <laughs> absolutely. Asian Joe says Punk will win the match. Kingston will win the hearts. We'll see. And uh, Mike Peterson, both guys walk out of this match so completely over with the crowd. I mean, I don't disagree with that, Mike, but I feel like they're both already so over with the crowd. How can they be more over? It's uh, Listen, I'm excited for this match. I mean, there are so many matches. We'll talk about the card that could be like match of the night, you know, caliber uh, matches. Um, this could definitely be one of them. So we'll see what happens. Um, we also had red velvet versus the bunny in a TBS championship tournament match. Red velvet moves on defeating the bunny. Uh, and, uh, our main event of the evening was Adam Cole versus John silver. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, budge versus <laughs> Johnny uh, hungry, Johnny hungry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Adam Cole, uh, defeated John silver in a, in a fun match. So, a good episode of Rampage uh, in uh, the week before the Go Home episode. A um, lot of fun. A lot of stuff going on on Friday night. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about Rampage. If it, You know, Cater, Matt, if either you want to call anything about 
out about the other matches, please feel free. Just, no. I'll just say that that main event was really strong, and it was kind of one of the first times that the main event felt like it was the main event slot. Normally, the main event is the first match because they're trying to get people to hang in there for longer. But I felt like that match was very, very strong. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what was great was seeing uh, John Silver kind of put in that spot, right, where, <clears throat> you know, uh, he's getting a lot of eyes on him, especially against John, uh, John, against uh, Adam Cole. Um, you know, he he was great. I think it's really easy to see in his tag matches how good he is, but this was a good, you know, uh, kind of point for him to to get a little bit of um, time himself because he hung in there really well with Adam Cole. It was a really fun match. So, uh, yeah, Johnny Hungy doing what he does. Hell yeah. And we've got a lot more to go through. Now, Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this up to you. We're gonna we we need to take a little break. And, okay. And, but do you want to do rankings before we go to break? Do we want to do we want to switch it up a little bit? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. You don't mess with the system, man. All right. Well, I wanted to give you want to give you the opportunity. It. Well, okay. I sent you uh, Eddie Kingston's best promo he's ever done. I think I've seen it, but I'll I'll open it up and make sure. Yeah, it's what it's, I uh, it was right before he wrestled for the uh, the Shikara Grand Championship, and it was right around when Larry Sweeney passed away. Uh, and it's it's some of his it's his be- I think it's his best promo he's ever cut. Uh, if ever, I ever, ever. I'll check it out. All right, Let's I didn't mean to distract. Out. No, no distraction. So, as Matt mentioned before, Matt is also part of the Shining Wizards podcast on Monday nights, even though I always think we're the A show. Uh, Don't be silly. Well, you know, I gotta, listen, I gotta push my own shit. Oh, I understand. I just hope everyone has fun. (laughs) Kate just wants there to be fun. I just want everyone to have fun. I don't care which show's the A show, but the Shining Wizards coming down the hill to their 10-year anniversary. My goodness. What a milestone. Well, without the Shining Wizards, there wouldn't be a Shining Wizards network uh, that we are happy to be a part of, and we thank them for letting us be part of it. And Kate, did you know that there are other fantastic programs that what? are part of the Shining Wizards Network. Yeah. Stop there, it. There are so many shows that are part of the network. The Shining Wizards, uh, the Mark Order Podcast, and some other ones that we want to let everybody know about. And uh, we're going to take a short break so that... <laughs> Matt held up his hand and confused the shit out of me. So we're going to take a break so everybody can hear about some of these other shows. <laughs> that are part of the Shining Wizards Network. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. 
Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb. And every week, we bring you a fistful of metal, including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a Lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy, and co-host Aaron in the pit. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your hosts of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network. And join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up, wrestling fans? You want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network, where three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd, unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? Alrighty, folks, we're back. Oh, look who decided to show up. Rye Hungry is here. Ugh, Rye Hungry. Um, 
So we're going to get into uh, Dynamite in the rankings here. Welcome, Ryan. Uh, we talked about Rampage a little bit. Not sure if you wanted to mention anything about Rampage. We, you know, we talked kind of quickly about the matches. We spent most time on the Punk, uh, you know, promo with Eddie. If you want to add anything there before we get into uh, some of this other stuff, please feel free. I have one comment, and it's that Matt literally almost caused me to crash by doing the snails on the on the sofa comment. Uh, I heard that. My foot pressed the gas pretty hard. And I was like, oh, shit, that's a mistake. But other than that, no, you guys covered it all. I won't go back over old stuff. I really enjoyed Rampage and love the matches, and I loved that promo. Well, uh, before we get into some of this other stuff, um, I do want to mention that uh, we've got our free stickers that we're still sending out. If you want to get one, you can find us on our socials at Mark Order Pod. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, anywhere. Just uh, give us a follow, shoot us a DM with your name and address, and I'll send them anywhere worldwide. So thanks to everybody who's requested one. Uh, To anybody who wants them, just uh, shoot us that DM, and uh, we'll send them out to you pretty quickly. Uh, So make sure sure you're sticking places where uh, cocksuckers aren't taking them off, because the people at the Wawa in Springfield... I took it off the goddamn thing I put it on. Oh, wasn't there today, and I was very upset. Oh man, Matt's and I didn't angry. want to put another one because I knew they were going to take it. It's very true, very it's true. Son of a bitches. Hey, do you and- know you're mute? Did not. <laughs> <laughs> I called those Wawa sons of bitches. Well. If you are going to get your stickers and you want to stick them somewhere, feel free. And you can always, um, you know, uh, tag us at Mark Order Pod, hashtag join the Mark Order. So we see where you're sticking our beautiful stickers. Um, so, Matt, <clears throat> I see you're That's hydrating, hard. you're stretching. I am. It's that time of the night. It is. I'm very excited about this, by the way. Now, I wrote uh, all my raps for the AEW rankings. Now, you tell me where you want me to start. Does not have to go in any particular order? I can do Ooh. any division. We're going to hmm. switch it up? Yeah, let's switch it up a little bit. Let's do this. We're going to kind of go backwards here, okay? So we're going to look at the rankings as of uh, as of today. We're not talking about Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty yet. Come on. We're doing rankings. I'm going to hide uh, that because you can't see Keith's face. <laughs> that's fine. No, so you can't, look, you're the money maker. Let's be honest, Kate. Oh, thanks, man. Nobody tunes in to look at us three slobs. Hey, you're know. my slobs. Me it's Ryan do well. the three bears. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, Matt, <laughs> let's do the let's do the rankings, and we're going in reverse order. So, let's do the tag division first. All right, are you guys ready? For the ranking so draft, ready. November 10th, 2021. We're going to start in the tag team division. Tag team time. The Lucha Bros tag team champs. They ain't no hoes. Private party in the ranks at number five. Hope they don't tank those jive turkeys. Number four. Damn it. I fucked up my own rap already. All right. <laughs> the acclaimed is number four. Max Caster's raps kicking down the door. Jurassic Express is number three. Drop Marco Stunt. Then we'll see. Number two is the Young Bucks. Greatest tag team. They gives no fucks. FTR is number one. Dax and Cash looking for a second run. Dang. All right. All right. All right. 
You stumbled, but I really liked that ending. Yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you go, Matt. You go. It was good, Matt. We'll give it to you. Props, Bows. props there, Matty B. I feel like I cheat the people out when I actually write this shit out. No, no, no you don't. You're being transparent about it. All right. What do you got next for me? I know how bad this is, too, but let's just go with it. All right, we're going to move on to the women's division in a minute. Oh, I really quick want to call out uh, Rob Humphrey said he was at the show tonight. He just got in his car. He's sitting in the world's most uh, convoluted parking lot. Thanks for checking us out while you're waiting to exit the parking lot. We're going to talk about Dynamite in a second here. Thanks, Rob. We're going to get you through that parking lot. I hope you have enough gas in your car. (laughs) And uh, and enough charge on that phone because you've... We don't want you to die, your phone to die while Matt is going through the women's rankings for this week. Let's do it. Well, I feel a burp coming on. Just oh. let it let it happen. All right. Ready for the women's rankings? Let's do it. DMD 18 and 1 looking to continue her run. Number 5 is out of this world. Statlander, she's our girl. Number 4 is the beast. Nyla Rose, we like you the least. Number three is from the grave. Thunder Rose is going to make you pay. Number two is that bad bitch. Will the TBS title make her rich? Number one is Tay Conte. Saturday, she has a date with Destiny. All right. Okay. okay. Matt, killing like it. it. Bring it. Matt, you're doing so great. All right, please don't talk to me like I'm a fucking six-year-old. We're all very say, proud of you. Kate sounded like a mom when the kid We're hands him so like an art project. You. Look at these stick figures. My God. You're a six-year-old. We'd have no conversation at all. I don't know what she just said, but she was definitely throwing shade at me. Yeah, 100%. By the way, Kate... Mike Peterson said he turned in for the three slobs. I'm glad I wasn't the one that put my face over. Matt was the one that put my no, face I know. Over. I'm just letting you know. So I'm you're glad. right. You're right. Yeah, I'm validated. Stop interrupting my raps, man. <laughs> Matt's wife is chiming in the background for those of you who can't tell. Why did I just hear a shotgun cock? <laughs> My yes. wife had two adult drinks and she's knocking fucking things off of my cabinets here. It's the taka. Come on, man. What are you doing? The Don't taka touch anything. Just brother. leave it. Oh, boy. Yo, she knows how to handle a Glock better than Arn, dude. You better be careful. It's very true. Yeah, no, she, uh, she, uh, qua- she was picked to go on a duck hunt in December. Oh, fun. Ooh. So I'll be eating some duck about the first weekend of December, hopefully. I only know the game Duck Hunt. It was one of like two video games I played growing up. Did you cheat though, Kate? Did you put the gun on the screen? I didn't, but my uncle taught me how because we didn't have video games, but my grandparents did. So that was always our thing. It was Duck Hunt and Mario when we went to my grandparents' house. And there was also a hack where if you held a piece of paper up to the screen, it did something. I don't know what that was about. But I just like the little dog that would laugh at you. Cheaters. They're all cheaters. All right, let's finish these raps. Real quick, Matt. People, people are clamoring. Real quick, Asian Joe says Matt wraps the rankings for you people. You so go people. subscribe to the Shining Wizards on Patreon. <laughs> we agree. Asian Joe's my guy. Mike Peterson says you're the next Grandmaster Flash. I need True. a Furious Five. And Rob Humphrey says he calls shenanigans on Destiny. 
Well, I it's... call shenanigans on Destino. So how do you like them apples? All right. Well, there well. You go. That's called word bending. It is actually a rap technique that Eminem uses frequently. Rob, I'm just trying to entertain you while you're sitting in a parking lot. Trying to go home, <laughs> brother. <laughs> Look, I didn't want to go like, you know, I think I used Tate Conte's Heine last week. I, I couldn't repeat my rap, so. <laughs> That's very That's true. Destiny. You don't want to do high knee twice in a row. No. Maybe. She Maybe. does throw a high knee, though. So you could do like a high knee, high knee thing. High knee, high knee. There it is. The men's. Yeah. On to the boys. The Let's do the men. Let's do the men. You guys ready? That's what she said. Kenny and Sammy at the top. Let's look at this healthy crop. Pocket sits at number five after last week. I'm surprised he's alive. Scorpio is number four. Beat Jericho twice. Do you need more? Danielson's at number three. Looking to deliver that flying knee. Number two, he thinks he's God. He ain't shit if he does the job. Cowboy shit is number one. Full gear Saturday will be so much fun. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Look at Matt. Mic drop. Finishing strong. Finishing very strong. This will be on eBay. This will be on eBay. Bidding starts at twenty dollars. Twenty bucks. He'll also have signed eight by tens. All right, it's on the back of my notes from uh, from the Monday Night Show. All right, covering Judy Bagwell's death. So uh, we could do that too. All right, there you go. That should be a Patreon perk. Matt's rap should be a Patreon perk. Oh, all right, get them while they're hot, people. Well, and there's some hot rhymes. They're hot. No surprises in the rankings as we're going into the pay-per-view, right? Everything's kind of the way you'd anticipate they'd have to be set up. Well, my job here is done. <laughs> That's right. Matt's going to sit back <laughs> and relax. We're just going to throw him softball questions now Do as it. we talk about Dynamite. Do it. Can we talk about the beautiful Bret Hart poster I got in the mail the other day? Hell yeah. Very, sure. similar, very, very similar to my Macho Man Randy Savage one. Is it viewable? It's still uh, rolled up over there. Okay. It will be behind me on the wall. I also ordered that Malachi Black poster. Oh, very nice. I did text Ryan earlier in the day and said, Bret Hart and CM Punk have literally never been wrong about anything with a bunch of heart emojis. (laughs) And I stand by it, you sons of bitches. Well, you're not wrong. I don't know. Letting Sean put him in the sharpshooter was a pretty wrong move on Bret's part. Listen... He didn't know what was coming. His I life. just don't know. Was it was it Vince McMahon or was it Brett who screwed Brett? I still don't know. Or was it Earl? I don't know. Was it- <laughs> I don't know. Um, also, Matt, uh, your Brett Hart comment reminded me. Um, thank you for the tip on the AEW tag team figures on Amazon. So for anybody else who doesn't know, I don't care because I ordered mines. Um there's the, uh, uh, what is it? The Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega tag team figure set. I think that's an Amazon exclusive. So go find it on Amazon and pre-order it. It is. There's a bunch more that we missed too that I didn't know about. Son of a From bitch. like April. There's a Jericho one where it comes with uh, like two different jackets. Mm. And there's a dark, What are the two jackets? The one's a pink one and one's a white one. Eh, all right. And then... uh. There was a Darby Moxley tag team one. Oh, that would have been a good one. Yeah, so I'm pretty fucking annoyed because I don't know why I'm missing these things. <laughs> There's just too many places to be like, I gotta watch Amazon, I gotta watch 
whatever the fuck Walmart or whoever won't have the figures anyway. Yes, Kate. What is? Why don't you get those from Ringside Collectibles? Because they're Amazon exclusives. So they run exclusives through Walmart, Amazon, and Ringside. Yes. Oh, that's a lot. Well, the Ringside ones aren't necessarily. Well, the ringside ones aren't necessarily exclusive. Like, yes, they had the little bit of the bubbly and they'll have some other ones, but those are pretty well known, like that they're coming. But like the um, <clears throat> the Walmart one, I, I know, Matt, a while ago, we had ordered those Sting ones. They're still waiting to, I guess, be sent out or produced. I have no fucking clue. But the Amazon I totally forgot about Amazon. So. Oh, wait. I have something terrible to show you guys from the cruise as far as, like, the figure world goes. They gave us Jericho bobbleheads, and they look so bad. I have to go get it. They're so terrible. One second. It's oh, bad. I'm in on I'm in on a bobblehead. Yeah. Man is all in on bobbleheads. <clears throat> I'm in on um, any. I got my Christian uh, micro brawler today. Oh, nice. Yeah. What a good week. I got my Ring of Honor DVDs over there. It's a good one. Yeah. How many more do you got to get? We're not counting yet. We're just baby steps, buddy. Because I got to watch them. I'm not just going to buy a bunch of shit and not watch them. Oh, you're not going to buy them all ahead of time and then go through them? You're going to do it as you go? No, I want to do it as I go because I will buy them all and then I will never fucking watch them. So it's true. I got to I gotta pace myself. So for those who don't know, Matt, you're buying Ring of Honor DVDs and going through the entire catalog. That's the plan. Nice. How costly it gets. All right. So Kate has this oh, uh, Jericho bobblehead that looks like he's in a captain's jacket. I will, as valuable as I think this is going to be. <laughs> I'll take it out of the box right now. We'll have an unboxing of this terrible. Just wrap you leave it. Just wrap it up and give it to me for Christmas. That'd be good. <laughs> I respect you too much. This looks like um, my Tuesday night co-host said this looks like it was made in a third world country that we don't know exists yet. That probably was. <laughs> like, like we've never heard of it. Uh, but Look, to be, to be fair, as someone who also collects bobbleheads, shocker. Um, <laughs> some of the faces on some bobbleheads are really fucking terrible. I mean, there's no way I would know this was Chris Jericho. Like, no way. This just looks like a guy with stubble. It's so bad. I'll take pictures, too, because I know the light is bad, but like... Looks like he's on the love boat. That doesn't look anything like Chris Jericho. <laughs> I'm not even close. Nothing. Nothing. And totally was, If you told me that was Orange Cassidy, I would believe that before it was fucking Chris Jericho. Yeah, or just like a dude named Jeff. Like, this doesn't look like anybody notable. If you oh. told me that was generic indie wrestler number five who has, like, a Ex captain's gimmick, I would buy into it. Yes. Yeah, this is Robin Renegade's best friend. <laughs> I would also take, this is just cruise director Mike. Yeah. Yeah, he would just be, this could just be, maybe there, these were just bobbleheads of whoever is normally the the captain of the ship, and they were like, let's just take them and make them Jericho-y. Uh, Hulkster. Hulkster, what do you think about that bobblehead? Wow, that's unbelievable. Thank wow. you, yeah. Oh. Well, the Hulkster's into it, so that's a good thing, I guess. Well, 
Thanks for sharing, Kate. And you just uh, Macho Man, Macho Man Randy Savage. What do you think about the Chris Jericho bobblehead? I hate your guts. Seems it's pretty strong. Aggressive. Yep, that seems a bit aggressive, sir. That was an overreaction, I would say. Jim the Evan Lightheart. Thoughts? <laughs> All right. Well, Jim Jim Nightheart is in the same boat as us. All right. All right. Well, uh, Mike Mike Peterson says hi. I'm Mike, your cruise director for your trip. <laughs> That's exactly right. I have a bobblehead of you. <laughs> uh, Asian Joe said it's the Chris Generico bobblehead. It's <laughs> another good one. Well played. We got them zingers, people. Well, everybody, let's talk about uh, dynamite. Let's uh, get into it. This is a go home dynamite to full gear this weekend. And we no, open. Let's, let's listen to Kate put away the bobblehead first. I'm sorry. That's true. I, I don't. I don't play it. with figures. I didn't know how loud it would be. Something. Matt doesn't play with figures either. He calls them something. His else. guys. They're my guys, Schlong. I know your team lost three nothing. Get your head out of the gutter. All right, you're gonna show. Did it end up being three nothing. You better show up correct. He left early too. Anyway, you left late. early. I have a commitment to the show, so when I realized the game was out of reach, I was like, all right, I'm out. Oh. Yeah, me and you both, right? We both watched it tonight. <laughs> That's the excuse. Well, I don't see you at any Devil's Games, Ant, so I don't know what fandom you're talking about. Oh, in your face. Oh, my God. Okay. Who cares about hockey? <laughs> all right, now, Kate, you're going to have three people turning against you. I don't know where we're going on this one. Matt doesn't care about hockey that much. Man. That's a diehard that Devils fan. They fucking mopped the floor with the Panthers last night. The nine one and one Panthers got their dicks kicked in. That's right, wow. hockey aficionado, Matt. Butler. I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I still, still what's, have not had the opportunity true? to sit down and watch a Devils game. <laughs> Are you more of a hockey expert than Tony is a New Japan expert? Blasphemy, first and foremost. <laughs> Secondly, uh, Mike yes. Peterson says you're a bad fan, Schlong. Sorry. He's man. wrong. I don't care. He's wrong. You never leave early. Okay. Yes, you do. When you go to every fucking game, you can leave early. That's fair. That's not true. Schlong, Schlong's got that Schlong money. He can go to as many games as he wants. I've been. I've had season tickets since 2008. I'm allowed, and I go to almost every single game. I'm allowed to leave early if it's if they're losing. Oh, they ever let you like drop the puck? Hey, we got a season ticket holder here from 2008 coming from uh, the Mark Order podcast. Ryan Schlong's going to do the. They did uh, offer to let me sit in the players, uh, the the players box, uh, you know, the benches before uh, warm ups when they found out that Gritty kicked my dad in the hip, but we turned it down. <laughs> hey, we Gritty kicked your dad in the hip. Come on down, sit in the box before the game starts. Can you before we get into dynamite? Before we, you know, steer the ship back. Uh, into the right direction. Uh, can you please just expand on gritty kicked my dad in the hip? So I, where I sit is right next to like, there's my two seats are the only two seats in the row, which is awesome about them because right next to us is a giant opening where like gritty comes out and watches a lot of the games. They do a lot of in, uh, inner period stuff. So he Sounds always like hops the guardrail for us. It's great. Cause no one has to go to the bathroom. Like we are literally our own row, but, um, he always hops the guardrail to come over and do stuff in our aisles. So, we're, so he decides he's going to take the step up above us to start doing this dance where he's kicking out his legs. Why? I don't know. So he kicks my dad once and my dad doesn't react. Mm-hmm. 
And then he kicks him again because I think he was mad that my dad didn't react. And my dad, who has had his hip replaced, he kicked him right on the replaced hip. Nice. So to keep and, them from getting sued, they were like, hey, you want to hang out at the benches? Before they would the probably game? give us something else, but I was like, I don't really because I emailed them. I was pissed. I was like, I would be too. It's weird because I found audio of your father. I'm pissed now. <laughs> Sounds right. Very, everyone he was, was very he, angry. He was quite, he was quite angry. The but, story has been corroborated. <laughs> I mean, again, my dad almost ran over a Secret Service agent. Don't mess with him. That's fair. Hmm, all right. Well, almost. But yeah. So Gritty's a That's dick. What we're going with. I know I have him as my background to troll you guys, but I actually do hate Gritty. He's a dick. He sucks. So then you can change your background. You don't have to. No, do it I still got to continue to troll you. Those will bother me. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're. Well, it's because you're not really a hockey fan, Matt. We've we've kind of gone over this. No, no. I like watching you do things that you hate because <laughs> you think it bothers me. This doesn't bother me that he's over my shoulder. What if he came I just think, life? I'd probably punch him in the... Well, I'd be scared if he like, suddenly came out from behind yeah, me. Like, what the fuck's he doing in a here? sleeper hold? Yeah, probably. This is better than last week where his eye was like being reflected off the glass. That was real No, funny. my dad is not Arn Anderson. He used a car. He didn't use a Glock. Secret Service guy was blocking the exit to leave, and my dad wanted to leave. Didn't realize he was a Secret yeah, Service man, he's not. We didn't know he was a Secret Service guy until we found out later that Joe Biden was there back when he was vice president. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that sounds like a good... Yeah, we'll roll with that. Sure. I wasn't involved. I didn't know Schlong. So I can't be held accountable for that. You don't fuck with us. Yeah. I guess. Anyway, Dynamite. Let's get to it, finally. Like the fuse. Boom, six hour show, baby. Boom, boom. Dynamite. You're supposed Man. to talk. Let's talk over the song. No, no, no. Oh, I wanted sorry. to hear you. I wanted to hear your words. There's no way it goes like the fuse, something, boom, dynamite. Your raps were great, and now I think you might have overreached. Yeah. I wasn't overreaching. Well, they, they don't talk over the music, though. They wait till it's over, and then they talk. What did I say? It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. I don't do a JR. Someone here does. No, we don't have anybody that used to do a JR impression. JR used to come on the show. Sorry, your I wasn't on the show, the so I was yeah. just assuming. That's my no, fault. No, 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 I understand. And we used to, Taz used to be here too. Right. That's when uh, I was traveling me. down to Jacksonville in the middle of a pandemic. That's right. right so I got uh, to set first. Uh, I didn't lather myself up in the barbecue. Now I got uh, skin cancer. Oh, oh, no. JR. oh, JR. Oh, no. Well, I, was, I was living I was living next to Asian Joe in Oklahoma. He's from Nebraska, so we're close, right? Then I moved to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Her. They got a good barbecue down here, though. You want Maybe... Kate to come help you? How dare you, sir? That's fire. Maybe you should use sunscreen instead of barbecue sauce to protect you from the sun's mm-hmm. harmful rays. Hot take. Oh. All right, Maybe nothing from JR. JR. Well, thanks JR? for stopping by, JR. Sorry, I was too busy taking a blue chew. Says of her. Oh, they were so pretty do you want quick to come huh? down and help you out. If my feet don't work, at least my dong will work. Says of true. That's <laughs> very true. Uh, Kate's a little young for me, you know what I'm saying? Says of us. Uh, how respectful and kind of you, JR. I appreciate you. 
Oh, I'll send you some of that main event mustard, kid. That's delicious. Keep crushing it on uh, uh, Fight Club. Keep doing it. (laughs) Thank you, JR. uh, Thanks for stopping by. We've missed you. Reach out to Raphael Morphis and uh, maybe I'll come on and do the show. That sounds sounds great, JR. We appreciate you stopping by. What did you think of the show tonight, JR? Uh, Oh, that was gross. Uh, barbecue Jacksonville is amazing. Well, he had that barbecue and a Moscow mule. So, <clears throat> all right, my uh, uh, first. I gotta go. All right, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for stopping by, Matt. You just missed Jr. Of course, I did. I miss uh, him every time. Son you do. Just I think miss- you guys are like in a feud, and if you're in the same room, you might fight each other. I think it's but- just the timing thing. Yeah, I think it's weird. You just need like a bathroom break and then he sneaks in. He doesn't want to overcrowd the podcast, which I respect about him. He knows a five-man booth is just too much. Yeah. You know what wasn't you know what's not too much? What's not too much? Brian Danielson. Yeah. Rocky Romero. One on one, kicking off. Dynamite. Like the fuse. Boom. 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 Killing it. Killing it. We're going to get a copyright flag because they're going to be like, that sounds exactly like the original. There's no way it isn't. I don't don't know the the words to the the theme song. There is words, apparently. Holy crap. This opening match. Tell me all about it, please. So so real quick, let's let's cover off on a few things. Danielson versus Rocky Ramiro, who had uh, Orange Cassidy and the best friends in their corner. They were invited to be part of the Chaos Faction. Go ahead, Matt. Okada's lost his goddamn mind. All right, too many bumps on his head. Well, I don't know what this guy's doing. Maybe he's jet lag. All right. Pockets does not belong in chaos. Chaos is dead. It's a wrap. He sees what the rest of us see that you refuse to see. Orange no, no, no. Cast is got, amazing. Oriano is in fucking chaos. We got enough comedy. We don't need more comedy. Who is, who is that? Right, well, that's on you, bro. That's your problem. He's the king of You're, pro no, wrestling. No, no. He's no, the no. king of pro wrestling champion. That's not my Who problem. Running. That's your problem. You're supposed to be the guy telling me all this stuff. I just told you, Toriano is the king of pro wrestling champion. Two years running. And now he has a buddy. He doesn't need a buddy. Everyone needs a buddy. He's got Matt, buddies. You have like very, you've spent a lot of money on wrestling buddies, to be fair. I got a ton I'm of lo- buddies. I'm looking at them all right now. Yeah. Toriano, so they want more buddies. Toriano's got plenty of buddies. All right. He's got Hiroki Goto. He's got Big Tom Ishii. He's got Yoshihashi. All right. He's got Honma. He's got lots of buddies. All right. He doesn't need any more buddies. He doesn't need some weird American kid with his hands in his pockets all day. He doesn't, but don't you think they might be setting up Orange Cassidy versus Yano? No. He doesn't need it, but he wants it. Yeah. Who? Okada wants Orange Cassidy in his group. It's okay. Next is going to be Marco Stunt. It just makes sense. If I'm Okada, I'm like, okay, Orange Cassidy and Marco Stunt. No, no. It would only be better if Marco Stunt was recruited by Jay White. To join the Bullock. Oh, oh perfect and Fuego. Jay White was recruited to be a part of Chaos. My memory serves me collect correct. And he turned his back on them and joined the Bullet Club. Jay White knew this was coming years ago. Jay White should <laughs> shave. Smart dude. 
Says the dude who looks like he fell in a fucking pile of dirt. Shut your mouth over there. <laughs> yeah. So don't look like me. Look better, Jay White. Jay White does. He has a full beard. He needs to get rid of all of it. No, he does not. So, Kate. How dare you? Oh, Bri- man. There were some Brian, incredible. Brian Danielson won by submission. Uh, just a, a couple things here, and you can certainly launch into whatever you want to say, but uh, I was a little surprised that uh, the crowd seems kind of dead for Rocky Romero coming out. It's not like we haven't seen him before in AEW. We saw him once before, um, but I thought it was a, a really great match, and I was just surprised there was like no response from the crowd for Rocky. Yeah, I... It might be a situation where people are just so hyped for Brian Danielson right now. I'll um, somebody. It also <laughs> could be relax over there. No, how dare someone just go on Wikipedia and put Orange Cassidy as the latest member of fucking chaos. You sons of bitches. You that person is my hero. <laughs> That's amazing. I also think yeah, there's always been issues with audio on people's entrances. So maybe it just wasn't, wasn't great today, but Rocky Romero has like 95 jobs and he's good at all of them. This match was awesome. There's some sequences that I couldn't even slow down enough to see what was going on, but there was definitely some sort of surfboard stretch into a dragon sleeper. Um, Rocky's GGT is absolutely fantastic. There was something that happened where an ankle lock suddenly turned into an arm bar and it was ridiculous. Like just some really, really great um, counter wrestling going on. And just really, we saw a lot of very good technical pro wrestling tonight overall in this episode between this and the tag match and Dax and Pac, like all over this episode felt like a, a showcase of the roster and a pro wrestling statement episode. I just, I'm just so happy to see Brian Danielson be wrestling like these guys in this company it's unreal how good his matches have been since he's come back and who he gets to wrestle now like i feel like he's so excited because this is what he wanted to do essentially and it it translates like it's it's just been fantastic and commentary called this out and it's something i've definitely noticed like his strengths and punk's strengths for two guys that came in at essentially the same time are so different that it's very cool to see their trajectories just go like in completely different directions. He is just one of the best technical wrestlers of all time. And it's awesome to see punk being one of the best promos of all time. We got to see um, with Eddie also being up there. So I've just really loved that. They've been on two very different paths since they've come in. It's real fun. Yeah. This was another just high caliber, high quality caliber match out of Danielson and what a great opponent to have right Rocky Romero was just a a great opponent to have in the ring with him um Matt and Schlong I know you guys didn't get a chance to check this out don't miss it like check it out you know later or tomorrow just see it before the pay-per-view because it was pretty fantastic a lot of fun uh and um who knows maybe we'll get to see more of Rocky Romero in AEW uh, moving forward, there are he's got to support of... his chaos, uh, fellow chaos members. It's true. Mike Peterson pointing out that chaos also has Robbie Eagles, and right below that, I just wanted to call out David Holly, who said special thanks to Ryan and Ant for doing such an awesome job that they did on his show last night. Much appreciated. You're awesome. Have a good night. Let's go, Hangman. Hell yeah! Thanks for having them on. 
I said on their behalf. <laughs> Bama Dave. Thanks, pal. Uh, anytime you want us. <clears throat> Bama Dave tweeted us, so when we get to the Hangman segment, we have yep. to reference him again. Yep, I saw it, so we'll talk about it. Um, after this, we went uh, in-ring. Tony Schiavone's introducing the inner circle, uh, and they're on their way to the ring, but they get uh, attacked by American top team. Uh, and laid out on the ramp. The men of the year take Jericho into the ring. They set a table up. Lambert is on the second turnbuckle. They lift him up. Avalanche, triple power bomb through the table. Uh, and then Lambert celebrates. Um, and Scorpio Sky does uh, his best. By God, he might have broken him in half. Um, and then says that uh, that's just a taste of what they can do. Uh, they're going to get the whole thing on Saturday. Uh, Ethan Page says that uh, they're going to make sure Dan gets to pin Jericho, but that's Saturday. Tonight, they want to get Jericho to tap out in the walls of Jericho. So Dan Lambert locks in the walls of Jericho and makes sure to tell us that it's really the Boston Crab, and it was inspired by Rocky Johnson's uh, Boston Crab from Championship Wrestling from Florida, 1975. And we go to break. So we're clearly building this goddamn street fight that i hope is the end of this angle i really don't want it to continue uh schlong and i've talked about that a little bit last night kate um i mean i think i know what you're gonna say but i'm over this what about you yeah so i'm over the angle i didn't need this segment to build it out further just from like a an on-air standpoint like we get it these guys hate each other it was also the table spot was just bad and Jericho's elbows were bad. It was like they were tucking him in for a nap when they put him on that table. They did not throw him through that table. Just don't do that spot if you are too gingerly about it. Like did not work from the fact that I didn't want to see it on my screen. I didn't need to see it on my screen because this is about as hyped up as it can get. And I, well, I popped for Scorpio Sky saying, by God, they've broken him in half. Um, I didn't like that. I think it was Ethan Page had said, that's just a taste of what you're going to get Saturday. I'm like, yeah, idiot. We've been getting little tastes of this the entire time. Right. This is so, it's very over. So I feel like we're kind of either in the minority or it's just something that works better live or whatever. But like, man, I, I didn't need it from a screen standpoint, what they put on my screen was not good. And I just really, really hope this is over after. Cause it is just holding back Sammy Guevara's title reign and holding back Santana and Ortiz from hopefully being in that tag title picture again soon, because how are they benefiting from this faction anymore? Like, I just don't right. get it. I think this also highlighted the fact, you know, like Scorpio sky and Ethan page were able to get on the mic and talk. Right. So like, I think it highlighted the fact that what we've said numerous times is they don't need a, a person to talk for them. They can talk. So and people booed. The counter argument right. to that has been, oh, they're too cool. Like people are going to cheer them. No, they're not. Like <laughs> right. Ethan Page is very punchable. Like you want to boo that guy. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, Matt, we talked about it here numerous times. Uh, Schlong and I talked about it a little bit last night, but I mean, you're ready for this angle to be wrapped up, I assume, correct? Yes, and unfortunately, 
uh, I feel like I'm ready for every inner circle storyline to be wrapped up. We saw this with the pinnacle. We saw this with the elite, the elite. Let's just, let's wrap it up. I get it. It's a way to get all these guys on TV because we have all these other bigger storylines, but it's, you know, let's, let's move past this after this. Let's give Sammy his shine. He's the TNT champion. Let's give him a meaningful run. Let's get proud and powerful back in there. Let Jake go fucking to Bellator. Let Jericho take a fiver. Uh, you know, let's let's get back to letting the the younger guys shine here. This has served its purpose. Uh, we're still kind of unclear as to what that purpose is, but it's done it. And let's just move past it after Saturday. Oh yeah, Saturday. Ooh. I'm sorry, cruise director Mike, what do you have to say? Oh, yeah, we're going to kick their ass, and I'm going to make some really shitty jokes from the Attitude Era, because that's all I can do anymore. Yeah. Here's my elbow. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, Jericho, I'm beautiful on the inside. Yeah. Lists. I like the lists. Thank you. So after the segment, uh, they go to break and come back with uh, the trios match. Anna Jay, Tay Conti, and Thunder Rosa versus Dr. Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter. How about that, Cooley? And Rebel. Um, cutting to the end, Tay Conti gets the win for her team by pinfall with the Hammerlock DDT. Um, and that is really that match. There's no shenanigans really afterwards. Um, you know, um, Kate, I thought it was actually a pretty good match for for a lot of different people who have a lot of different stories going on. They kind of opened the match up with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa in the ring together. They haven't really kind of faced off since they had their big lights out match. I, none, none that really I can recall um, that were were super like you know important. But this definitely kind of reignited the discussion with the booth about you know kind of the feud they had going on. And clearly, I think at some point next year, we're getting Britt Baker <clears throat> and Thunder Rosa. So it was nice to kind of get that. But also there's, you know, the Thunder Rosa, Jamie Hayter storyline for the TBS uh, championship. So they were able to play on that. You know, Anna Jay getting taken out of the tournament. You know, Rebels, a henchman. Uh, Tay Conti's got her fight with Britt Baker. So there were a lot of stories going on here. And I thought they actually pulled this match off pretty well um with so many moving parts so um i actually i i I like this i thought this worked well what did you think i thought the match was medium there are some things i liked one it was on before 9 p.m yay two uh there were like you just said three competing stories but they're all woven together and they all make sense we have stories building in the women's division this is exciting things uh there were some Thunder Rosa, like cross-bodied Jamie Hayter or something off that top rope and fucking planted her. Holy yeah. cow. That was the, the biggest spot, I think, in the match for me. Um, the rest of it was fine. Nothing uh, too outstanding, in my opinion, and nothing too offensive, in my opinion. What I really liked about this was it did the job of making... Tay Conti look like a viable contender, and a lot of that had to do with the way that Britt exited. Yes. like the essentially the the ramp or the arena she looked like oh shit this girl is really gonna give me a fight and and her facial expressions and the speed with which she walked away 
and the look of oh god on my face but still trying to hide it a little bit was fantastic i thought the way that they escalated the storylines made sense but that moment was like why you have Britt baker as a champion in general right now like that was everything that sold that sells you on the match you you believe that tay conti is really going to give her a run for her money so huge 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 props to her for that because i just thought that was probably the the biggest highlight for me and all the baby faces had matching ring gear and you know i'm a ring gear nerd so i appreciated that too <laughs> yeah very true they all wore the pinkish purple fuchsia whatever uh it looked good um uh, and yes kate i totally forgot about that you're right at the right before tay hit the ddt it looked like Britt was going to make the save but she kind of stopped herself and backed off and kind of exited the 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 ring area so yeah uh it helped definitely helped uh tay look like a viable contender we'll talk about our thoughts on the match saturday after this um and i you know like i said I, i'm kind of with you like i think this was a, a good match as far as like there was nothing glaringly bad but it wasn't great it was a good match right like it was serviceable um, and the fact that they were able to move the stories in and out of this was good. But again, one thing I hope they have coming out of this Saturday is we need a story for the champion, right? Like we need right. a long-term story for Brit now. Like, Is that Thunder Rosa that got set up here is, is right. something that I really think could, could be the case. Right. Matt, did you have something you want to say? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I think the long-term long-term story is going to be Thunder Rosa. Uh, what does she have, Hater in the next round of the TBS tournament? Yes. It's, she's definitely going to, uh, she being DMD, uh, is going to uh, affect the outcome of that match, and that's going to continue the story. Um, you know, when it's all said and done, and I think we look back at it, we'll notice that this story never really took a break. It was always there. Um, between these two and and when it culminates over this title and they have a huge match and it's it's you know delivers like their lights out match did it's going to be fucking amazing so i think that's where the the money's at with brit uh with thunder rosa uh and i think they're going to slowly patiently tell the story uh and have it be huge for maybe that first tbs special or uh revolution in february but i think we'll see uh thunder rosa walkout champion but that's you know neither here nor there it's four months away yeah i i I agree with you there uh shlong any thoughts on the the i know you didn't see the match but any thoughts on what you see next for um brit baker do you think are you in agreement basically like is it thunder rosa or do we get a stopgap somewhere in between probably get a stopgap in the sense that I don't think, I don't know when the next pay-per-view is, but I would have to believe that's when you have Thunder Rose take it. I don't think you do it before then. So you might have like a mini stopgap unless you really just don't have her defend it till then. Um, but it's Thunder, Matt, Matt's calling it, it's Thunder Rosa. If they, if they, if they tell Thunder Rosa, then this is a story that's maybe not quite at hangman's level, but at least it's one of the best stories they've told in terms of, it's been long. It's kind of always been there. The reason I think we've all we all felt like it wasn't for a while is because we just don't have faith in their women's division. They kind of haven't been good there. But 
it's it's really lining up to beat Thunder Rosa. I don't usually like uh, like the bad like the schmaz finishes. I want one for Thunder Rosa versus Hater. You need to have overtly bluntly have Britt Baker cost Thunder Rosa the match, and that way protect Thunder Rosa and have her go right after Britt. And it makes sense then that Thunder Rosa would get a shot at Britt because it was so blatant and obvious. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with Matt on this one. This is, it ends up being a great long-term story if they finish it out. If they don't, then I'm pissed off because it has kind of been set up that way, but it, it's reading really well. I vote pre-match beat down over Schma's finish, but that's just me. It's, that's <laughs> fine. It just has to be Something overt and obvious. Is the, yeah. Yeah. Is the well, after the women's match, we get uh, Anthony Bones versus Jungle Boy. Maybe Jungle Man Jack Perry now. He's growing that facial hair out. It's true. He's got Anna J in his corner. So uh, we'll go Jungle a, Man. Is he, a heel, is he growing a heel beard? Hard to tell. It's pretty patchy right now. It looks like, uh, you know, preteen facial hair. So it's hard to tell if it's a heel beard or if he's just given up i have no idea how do they differentiate the uh the boy and the man in the jungle i would assume it's uh one partially facial hair two um the ability to hunt and gather effectively <laughs> star tracks oh what yeah three maybe even uh asserting your dominance and taking your mate I also think there's like a ritual trial where you have to fight off so many other jungle boys so that you can then claim the role of jungle man. What the what fuck is- are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I could see that as a viable option, Schlong, almost like a, a Black Panther situation. Exactly. Right? I get um, Are you guys Team America fans? Yes. Now you're a man. A man, Martin, man, Martin, man. Martin, Martin. <laughs> so- yeah. That was going through my head during this discussion. Yep. Murder, murder, murder. Man. I love when Matt gets on the soundboard kick. Where it's like he, you see he got in his head. He just wants to run with it. You can tell oh, yeah! he's focusing really hard on that soundboard. Well, here the problem with the uh with the us all separate is I have to try and time it where it's audible and every you know it it has to fit. And I don't want to give away. I do need to add more sounds to the uh, big sound. It's an art form. You're an artist with your soundboard. We definitely, we definitely have to go into our own archive and clip some sounds. Well, there's definitely one thing we need to have available. I have a small dick. That's true, Matt. You do. We know that. You said it. There's that one. There's Kate not using condoms, and then there's the fact that she's gonna fuck Peter Avalon. Those things have to be cut. Correct. Ding! That's right. That's right. So Anthony Bowens versus Jungle Man Jack Perry. Um, oh you know, my. we we saw Bowens Friday night looking good. I thought he looked good in this match too. Jungle Boy Jack uh, wins with the snare trap submission. Um, Anthony Bowens looked like he could get to uh, the ropes or even Max Caster to help him out, but uh, he winds up tapping early. Uh, so uh, Jungle Boy gets the gets the win. Um, I want to stop there before we get to the post match stuff because I want to do that all kind of at once. 
So, Kate, what did you think about the match itself? Okay, well, first of all, the rap having another gangbang reference was not something I needed. Just like one week of television without that or balls or bitch would be great for me. Um, But at least it was done in a rap battle context. That's better than old man Jericho. I'm sorry. Where'd he go? Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, yeah, (laughs) gangbang! There's one for the soundboard. Um, God, that was disgusting. Yeah. I don't even no, want to I... know what Kevin was doing at the one part there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kevin oh. makes sense. Just being Kevin. Just being Kevin. The match was great. And also, by the way, Bowen's on these entrances. He just gets more and more ridiculous as the hype man role, and it's so great. His face was so close and expressive to the camera today. It killed me watching him walk down that ramp. What a great professional wrestler Anthony Bowen says. Like, this was one of those matches you point to and you say the future of this company is extremely bright. Um, I, I love his logic in the ring. It's all so sound. And him and Jungle Boy, I think Jungle Boy works really well when there is someone like a Bowens to work with, when it's someone that's like a little bit more grounded, but knows exactly what to do with how acrobatic he is. Just, this was a a great match. Kind of like not a ton of stakes here. Obviously the post-match is what played into that the most, but what a great professional wrestling match on my screen from two talents that are not considered top of the card guys right now, but I forget who said it, that there's a top of the card, but not a mid card. Like it doesn't feel like a step down. That's extremely accurate to me. Like it was such a great match. And I just really have come to appreciate Bowen's versatility and his ring psychology. Like he just does so many things that make sense with, with a Brian Danielson or with the jungle boy. Like it, it all is, he always looks like he's trying to win the damn match. That's something I appreciate. And don't forget, though, I think Jungle Boy is one of the four pillars, right? He's That's canon now. So he's one that of the is. four pillars. Oh, and he's great. We've just known what he can do. Sure. You know? But so to me, it was fun to see Bowens highlighted. Absolutely. Now, post-match, as you mentioned, Kate, was where some of the, uh, the, the most important stuff kind of happened. Unexpectedly, Bobby Fish comes out to attack Jungle Boy. He hits a few knees, hits the exploder suplex into the ropes, and then Christian Cage and Luchasaurus uh, run him off. And they go to a video package for Hangman and and, uh, Kenny Omega this weekend. But more importantly, out of that video package, they're backstage with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. And um, what's that? Budge. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Budge. (laughs) You know. I have to use his formal name. Budge <laughs> is backstage with the Young Bucks and introduces them to Bobby Fish. And the Bucks say they know Fish very well. And uh, Matt Jackson wants to make one thing clear. There is no dispute. It's the era of the elite. But if Budge vouches for someone and, they, uh, and says they're cool, then they're cool. And uh, Cole pitches... Uh, Bobby Fish on Wrestling Jungle Boy on Friday uh, for Rampage and asked him to leave just enough for them to finish the job at full gear. Um, So, Kate, this is an interesting little turn here because we kind of 
you know, I think we talked a little bit about it, but in the back of our minds, we were always kind of like, okay, there's a thing with Bobby Fish and Adam Cole with their history, but Adam Cole also has a history with the elite. You know, how is this all going to play out? looks like they're starting to kind of move some things around here. Well, one fun thing outside of AEW world that could have implications in AEW world is that Kyle O'Reilly's contract is up at the end of December. And on Friday, he and Gargano had a dark match on SmackDown. And then we're supposed to talk about their contract. If you remember how well that went with Adam Cole, (laughs) he was told he was going to manage Keith Lee. And shortly after he showed up at all out. Um, So to me, this advancement of the storyline makes me think that Kyle O'Reilly is going to come (laughs) over to AEW, which is cool. Uh, There's an obvious natural story there. Uh, We have a a chat from David Holly saying Cole and Fish and maybe an incoming KOR. If they reform my favorite faction of all time in AEW, I'm going to flip out. Yeah, <laughs> there are so many ways that, that things could go right now. Um, but I mean, my choice would be you have Fish and O'Reilly tag again, and then eventually we get to the story of Adam Cole being the child of divorce between these two factions that he's been in. That's just me. Um, aside from that, which this felt like handwriting on the wall to me, I think it's great to have Bobby Fish now have a statement after kind of just floating around and putting on some great matches um to it seems like there's a solidified direction for him where before he was just kicking the shit out of people which is always cool but i'm glad that there's an alignment there that makes sense that who knows maybe it'll maybe it'll play out at the pay-per-view maybe it'll be something there uh matt and schlong open question to you guys just hearing you know kind of what happened uh this bobby fish kind of introduction to the elite is this something that uh excites you guys i think it is excellent storytelling because i think the elite are going to use bobby fish and then toss him to the curb and he's going to come back with kyle o'reilly and red dragon and they are going to rain uh ass beatings down onto the young boxing (laughs) company and if you want to go real nerdy and real deep with the Adam Cole stuff, you could bring in Bennett and Taven too, because Adam Cole was part of the kingdom long before he was part of the Bullet Club uh, and Undisputed Era and the Super Elite. Damn. <laughs> it's deep, deep. Schlong, do you like this? I do, because um, you actually have options. I mean, a lot of it hinges on whether they think Kyle O'Reilly is going to come back. I think we all not come back, but come to AEW, I should say. I think we all know he's done with WWE. I don't, I don't see any way he stays, but we just hope that AEW picks him up. Cause you have what Matt just said um, with what Joe is now saying is give him, you know, red dragon versus bucks and, and then Adam Cole on a pole. Match. Cole on a pole. I love it. <laughs> but you actually, you, you have Matt's version of the story, which is really cool, which I didn't think about honestly. Cause in my head, I was going with, um, because I still believe that Adam Cole's the one who puts, quote unquote, puts Kenny on the shelf to take some time off. I think he picks Kenny out of the elite, the elite, and then I think Cole, I think O'Reilly and Fish get Cole, and then Cole kicks the Bucks to the side. Like I think you're just going to see Adam Cole basically keep trading groups that whoever's making him look be- best. But Ooh. I wouldn't be opposed to the other way around where he sticks with the elite, and you know you get you get fish and o'reilly coming in just kicking everyone's ass and i 
Taven and Bennett have nothing else going on. I mean, they have other stuff going on, but with ROH, depending on how that goes, even if it's only for a few shows, that is a fun bring them in and let that happen spot. And also, let's not forget that Kevin Owens' contract is up at the end of January. There's some Mount Rushmore stuff to play with there, should he decide to jump ship, which he sounds like he might want to at this moment. Um, God, it's so fun. There's so many possibilities. Like, even with all the Punk and Eddie stuff, the things that my mind were playing with, like, they just do storytelling so well. Um there's so many ways you could go because they acknowledge history. Like it's just a really fun device when you acknowledged <laughs> history outside of the company that you started two years ago, you know? Yeah. I have a question for Matt. Cause Matt is not only the big, well, no, because he's the biggest ROH geek, but when, when fish and O'Reilly were outside of WWE, did you watch NXT with fish and O'Reilly in the undisputed era? Cause I know you're not as big into WWE. Yeah, as much. I, want, I mean, okay. I know enough about it. Were they, were they like, you know how uh, Danielson is so different in AEW compared to how he was in WWE. Were they the same way or was their style basically the same both places? No, they were basically the same in NXT. Okay. All right. I mean, it was awesome. I'm not complaining. I was just curious if there's something I'm missing. NXT was like ROH with the budget, they kept saying. <laughs> like that generation of NXT was was kind of a like Hunter's super indie fat with, with some product production value behind it. But um yeah, Matt would be the one to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very like, soft spoken. Hey, you like me now? I don't I didn't watch any of the show, so I don't have nothing to say. First of all, you rapped for us. So yeah. Your contributions here have been significant. Thanks. And we appreciate your consultation on ROH. <laughs> You're here. So after that, uh, we move uh, on. They uh, they play a video package about Punk versus Eddie Kingston. They have a lot of, uh, I think it was IWA Mid-South footage kind of baked into it. That was kind of cool to see. Uh, not too much to dig into there. We'll talk about Punk and Eddie again in a little while. Uh, but we go into Wardlow versus Wheeler Yuta. Boy, no contest here. Wardlow wins by pinfall with that hanging uh, alarm clock, I think it is, in the corner. Uh, he hit, what, Kate, like four or five power bombs in a row on Wheeler Yuta? Yeah, uh, it was a lot. Uh, but Wardlow looks like an absolute monster. And then post-match, uh, the Hardy family office hit the ring and attacked the best friends um, as they're checking on Wheeler Yuta. Matt Hardy... Uh, puts the chair around Orange Cassidy's neck uh, and hits the twist of fate, and we go to break. So clearly, that's not over. Um, and, um, you know, it is what it is. So, Kate, I don't know if you really have too much to say about this match. The only thing I think I'd like to call out about this match is Warlow looked good, right? He continues to look like a monster. And I think we're just kind of counting down the, t- the days when he kind of breaks free of the pinnacle because he can. He can be something on his own. I think he's going to turn on MJF real soon, and that'll be a pay-per-view match and program coming into it. KJG is hanging out in the chat, so I just wanted to call out that he said, I find myself saying this every month, but AEW Tonight was one of the most fun wrestling shows I've watched in a while. Yeah, like, to me, this was, last week felt like a bit of a downswing, but expected because you knew the go-home was coming tonight, but... I said earlier before you joined Kevin that there were a few matches on here that felt pay-per-view quality 
Um, literally everything Brian Danielson has done since coming over here has felt that way, in my opinion, partly because of the opponents he's had, but couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. This was such a great go home. I don't need the Hardy family office to be a thing anymore. As far as the match was great. It was what it was. It was a glorified squash. I don't know if I loved like Wheeler Yuta taking that much punishment, but if you're going to advance this storyline, that makes sense, kind of, but Wardlow isn't in the family Hardy office, so it, it didn't need to be that way. I'm just, they basically pay Matt Hardy to have them not win. Like, I feel like they don't win all that often. Um, and it's just, it's just kind of lame. Like, it's stale. I think if you broke up the inner circle in the family Hardy office, I would be... Okay. Family Hardy office. The family Hardy office. <laughs> she said it twice. I, I, I heard it the first time too. You know what I do that with all the time? I say heat seaters instead of seat heaters. What I'm talking about in your car when you go to put the heat on. I constantly say that wrong. This is kind of one of those. I've done that on past episodes too. But I'm over it. Find something else for Matt Hardy to do. And this collection of people doesn't work and makes no sense. And they're not really helping each other out that much. Like this, this has fallen off the cliff for me. By the way, uh, KJG, Kevin also said, how do we have a podcast within Ant Money and a Millionaire Matt? It's because it's the best podcast money could buy. That's why. Shane McMahon's showing up next week. No, don't (laughs) say that. No, he's not. Uh, Matt, what do you got there? Millions of dollars. The money, son. All right, just asking. You, Who's on the money? You're waving it around. Who do you think's on the money? Oh. Mr. Okada? I, I wouldn't know. He didn't show up tonight. For those of you not watching us live, it's okay. You should be. Shame on you. You should be watching us live. Wait, so I have a question. Was this was the beat down on Orange Cassidy after this match? Yeah. It was yeah. it was on everybody, but really focused on Orange Cassidy. Matt Hardy on just, Orange Cassidy. Poor Pac. Clearly didn't watch this, but did you see on Twitter the where he basically put himself in the chair? No. Oh, I didn't actually notice that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously the people, the weird people who just love to trash AEW picked it up, but it is kind of funny. Hardy's setting up the chair, and no one is there to push him into it, so he kind of has to just pull it on himself. Ah, professional legend. Not his yeah, Matt fault. Hardy should have pulled him into it. Where, where was everyone else? He's the only one who was trying to get to the spot. He's a hand job. You're a hand job. I think I left the bathroom light on. You, did. you definitely did. <laughs> it's helping your light, though. I really uh, hope they 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 make you to start winning something stuff soon. Yeah, there's enough guys for for Wheeler to go up against where they could have some really good matches. Like, give me Wheeler, Yuta, and Lee Moriarty. Just Wheeler was and going Dante. To say that Daniel yeah, Garcia, Daniel Garcia, Leo Rush. Like, that there's enough guys. Crap. Dave also says, uh, when is Jeff Hardy's contract up? That's what Matt is counting down to. He thinks. The AEW tag titles need to be the last titles the Hardys hold before they are done. You I'd know, be okay with that. I wouldn't hate it. I'd be all right with that. In a division as stacked as the AEW division, I would have a huge problem with it because it would be another douchebag WrestleMania moment. Well, they don't have WrestleMania moments because no, it would just be like a, we got to make a moment. Stop. 
It's okay no. to do that every now and again, no? Yeah, no. they're one of the best tag teams of all time. I'm I'm okay with it for them. It's not are they one are they one of the best tag teams of all time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Based off of what? They fucking jump Based and they off of the tables. The, the Kate scale. They would have accomplishments, seven longevity, matches. popularity. The TLC matches. The TLC matches is the big one for me. The, Outside they, of the TLC They have matches. a legacy in in the wrestling industry. They've won titles everywhere. They've yeah. been in wrestling since the 90s. They're extremely popular. I don't know what, how else you would define it. Tell me it wasn't awesome when they showed up in Ring of Honor. I'm not saying it wasn't awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're one of the best of all time. You're gonna put you're gonna drop them in an AEW division, you're gonna beat FTR or the Lucha Brothers. Well, I mean that you know, you're assuming <laughs> that the FTR and the Lucha Brothers would be the ones holding or still holding those titles. You okay. also assume yep. that they put no story with it, like that they, they come in just as they were in WWE and that's it. I'm assuming AEW would build some story around these two guys. I'm just not interested in it. Well, since it's not happening anytime soon, that's yeah. okay. But to argue that they're not one of the best tag teams of all time, I think is I don't just... think they are. I don't think you can name another match of theirs outside of their TLC matches. Oh, yeah, you can! But there's many oh. tag teams I can't name any of their matches. So what, what, that, that sounds says like something. your problem. But it sounds yeah. like your problem that you can't name anything outside TLC. So No, no, I'm not saying I can't. I'm saying, can you? No, but I can't such, name any tag team matches. a great tag team. You're basing their whole tag team career off of three matches. Like that's in your eyes, that's what makes them a great tag team. Those right. Who's your who's the greatest tag team in your opinion? We're just gonna go greatest. Killer Bees. No, Techno Team Two Thousand. Not neither of those tag teams. Both both in the top five. All right. <laughs> along with high along with high energy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Frankie. Makes sense. For me, it's the Heart Foundation. All right. Name their top three matches. Them against Demolition at SummerSlam. It's a good one. Them against the British Bulldogs at WrestleMania 2. Another good one. Them against the Rockers from a bunch of house shows that are on a ton of WWE DVDs. No, no. Mm-hmm. You don't get to use that. Why? Because they were house shows that didn't make them. No. They were, they were on the MSG Network. 100% they were on the MSG Network. No, I'm not, I can't give you house shows. Heart Foundation against the Brain Busters. On a Saturday morning, superstars in nineteen eighty two. I think that was SummerSlam ninety. Yeah, I, I I will say that I do need to know times and stuff because I'm just going to start naming all the teams they face. Being like, I remember these matches. Here's a great one: uh, the Hardy Boys versus um, Mosh and Slam, or whoever they were on a Monday Night Raw from Hammerstein Ballroom sometime in the nineties. Mosh and Thrash. Whatever. Who gives a shit? The headbangers? The headbangers. The sex gods are the only tag teams that mattered. Yeah. Ship of Jericho. Just a very generic bobblehead. You love that bobblehead. You totally (laughs) do. She loves that she has a character now. No, I love if you guys could see it in person and I'll send you pictures, the amount of no. Like, this just does not look anything like him. He's never worn his hair in a tiny baby ponytail. Well, Get not that. Hey, look, if he was in the captain's cabin, he may have been rocking that. This is so dumb and bad. Anyway, I know. I'll take it. If you don't want it, I'll, gonna, I'll give it to you for sure. 
By the way, Matt, KJG says you saying the Hardy Boys aren't one of the greatest tag teams ever is yeah, a horrible thing. Oh, my apologies. Thank you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry you don't agree with me. Ask me if you I should care. be sorry. You should be sorry. Pretty ornery tonight. Watch man. fucking Royal Rumble 92 and tweet it at Michael K, you fucking loser. I like them apples. <laughs> God. I like yeah, them apples. Are, yeah, man. you don't, do you? Get out of here. Maybe he doesn't like apples. Maybe he's allergic. We'll have an orange then. Okay. Or a tangerine. Um, I prefer oranges. Anyway, moving on. Dante Martin and Leo Rush making his AEW in-ring debut versus Lee Moriarty and Matt Seidel. I'm on it. What? I'm on it. You're on it. I'm on the banners, man. All right. All right. This match was so good. Dante Martin and Leo Rush do win by pinfall. Double jump moonsault from uh, Dante Martin on Lee Moriarty. Um, yeah, Kate, you you can run with this. This was excellent. This was a great match. Yeah, I think a lot of people that were like, Leo Rush keeps retiring and unretiring, and I don't want to see him, are like eating their words a little bit. This was amazing. He is so quick in the ring. Um, I just, I really loved everything that happened here there were so many spots that um like lee moriarty looks great leo looks great the story made sense dante is a fucking star like this unestablished talent is really established in their ability to produce professional wrestling man like this tag match was amazing and it felt important even though it didn't have like a title around it or necessarily any major stakes it was just a really good pro wrestling match and Leo Rush telling the story of like being in this managerial role and being in the ring really worked. Like I felt like that came across in the ring and post-match. Like he was excited for the victory because it meant that new things were going to unfold for the stable he's building. He's a great professional wrestler, man. <laughs> and Lee's great. Like I just Go just go watch it because they can't name any spots because the whole thing was really damn good. And this tag division is just an embarrassment of riches. So great. So great. Yeah, the first the first sorry, Matt, and then I'll toss to you. The first sequence where Leo's in the ring for the first time, like actually doing something. Kate, I think it was pretty much just him evading Matt Seidel. And it's just so quick. Like his footwork so is so fast. And um it was just really great to see Leo in the ring on TV. Um I know that uh I saw I think it was on Twitter or Instagram or something. He said his grandmother actually passed like yesterday. And they had just been talking. He said he was just talking to her about how excited she was to see him wrestle on TV again. And unfortunately won't get to see it. But um, he looked great, and uh, I was saying after, you know, Schlong and Matt and I were in Philly at the New Japan show, seeing him in the ring, how good he looked. You know, I couldn't wait to see him on AEW television, uh, and he definitely didn't disappoint. He looked really good tonight. Uh, definitely shined in his first match back in the ring. Uh, it'll be interesting to see him have a, a singles match. Um, just so we get to see a little bit more of him. We saw a lot of him in this match tonight. It's not like they, they, you know, cut down his time or anything like that, but it'll just be fun to see him in a singles match uh, at some point here. Hell yes. <laughs> Definitely uh, 
a match I plan on. Wa- I mean, I plan on watching the whole show, but this definitely is something that's uh, piqued my interest. I think I'm more interested in what happens when Darius comes back. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, it's um, goddamn trios titles. Yeah, trios titles would help, but it, it'll be interesting to see how they're going to play the story because, you know, Shlong, I know I watched Dark um, and, uh, you know, Dante Martin had a match against Frankie Kazarian where um, Leo Rush definitely played a hand in the in the victory. Um, and Leo, or I'm sorry, not Leo, Dante didn't really know what was going on and, you know, um, he looked a little kind of upset by it. But tonight, he looked a little more kind of in on whatever Leo was doing. Right. So, um, you know, maybe Dante's going to sway a little heelish, you know, Leo's kind of like that gray area. And then maybe Darius comes back and is able to kind of pull him back. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. They're really playing up this whole, um, you know, like mentor role with Leo rush and Matt Seidel. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how things go, but um, I, you know, they haven't really even mentioned Darius lately. I know at one point a couple of weeks ago they said he'll be back soon, but we still haven't really. Yeah, heard I don't think anything. they want to sell it too hard though. Until they're ret- like, you don't want to hint too hard if that's going to be a big deal to have him come back and throw a wrench in the program. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I don't have a problem with them not mentioning it, but like, there's just no, there's no word on a timetable. Right. So it's like, who knows when he's coming back? And we should also. Oh, sorry. I just want to call out the fact that, like, I think they are trying to work very hard on the incredible imbalance of, like, just not enough black wrestlers in in their promotion with Lee, with Leo Rush. They'd be stupid not to try and go get Keith Lee. But the last pay-per-view, there was no black talent outside of the Battle Royal and the pre-show match, and they got a lot of heat for that, which I feel like they should have. But I like that they're getting black talent that is fantastic black talent. Like, they're not just going out and signing performative signings. Like, these are all guys who are fantastic that are also black, which is awesome. Do I want to see T- Keith Lee and Shane Taylor tag team again and be as pretty as possible in this tag team division? Hell yeah, I do. Maybe against Bear Country. Damn. Um, but I just wanted to call that out because it seems like something they're actively trying to work on and that I do think is important. Matholomew. Oh. I have a question for Matholomew. Matho- I like it. Matholomew. Again, going to because you're my ROH guy. Yes, sir. So I'm seeing more of Lee Moriarty. I, I did see him in person the one time, but I'm seeing more of him. He feels like a guy who probably sooner rather than later is going to be someone everyone's saying has to have a title around him. Like, I just feel like he's going to start delivering those type of matches, have that type of charisma about him where, you know, every now and again, that wrestler comes up and people are like, how doesn't he have a title yet? I feel like Lee's going to be one of those guys. Am I reading that right? Based on his ROH stuff and his other indie stuff or. I think based off his indies, I don't think we got enough of his ROH stuff. And I think hindsight, People are like, oh, my God, I can't believe they let Lee Moriarty go. Like, you know, maybe you think like Sinclair was like, hey, stop signing people. There's a reason for this. Um, But, man, his MLW stuff has been great. His recent run there and his indie stuff is fantastic. It's it's just does he eventually you'd love to see him with a title Mm -hmm. around his waist. But don't forget, Wheeler Yuta was the 
IWTV yeah. independent wrestling champion for like a year. And now he's getting fucking mushed by Wardlow. So it's like it's got to fit the narrative in AEW, I guess, because he's a really fucking super talented athlete, too. I just it's great to see him on TV every week. And, and I think he's like I think he's in the same boat as Lee Moriarty, TNT championship caliber uh, wrestler. Like he's right there. Like he could carry a mid-level title uh, and, and really give it some some balls some meaning you know not saying that sammy's not doing it but i don't think uh you know we go back to the att uh inner circle conversation before like is this what we want like this huge story with sammy and he beats fucking miro with fuego and and now like you know i don't watch dark and dark elevation is he defending the tnt championship like he's he's had one defense no so i don't really want to truly derail us so i'm gonna try you don't have to answer this now but i want to put the question out there in case anytime you guys i know i asked the question on twitter last week how many titles do you think a company should have and i think you were on the the lesser side matt i think you said four yeah so you you wouldn't want them to all and i don't know what you'd call it so i'm going to just call it pure but obviously not have it be pure but you wouldn't want them to bring make another title basically almost like pure four guys like lee for you to for a leo where their whole job is to go out and put on banger after banger i would (laughs) call it the definitely not the pure title and do that because that also doesn't feel like a for me it doesn't feel like another ranked title that feels like a division that does something different and even though it's not a world championship it's not like well that fits in between the u.s title and the intercontinental like that feels like its own type of thing in my opinion but since i was directed at matt you know it's fine Kate. it's just <laughs> i think it's a, it matters but it all depends on the way it's booked yeah you know like you don't want to pigeonhole guys into being like one specific like you know if you told me like jonathan gresham was only a pure wrestler i'd be like that's awesome and i'd watch his matches on paper and i'd be like that's great but then at some point he hits the ceiling and you're like well, what the? Why isn't this guy the fucking world champion? Like, I think the the system that Ring of Honor has, where they, you have like, look, did I ever think of LSG as a pure wrestler? No, but his match with fucking Josh Woods this week was awesome. Like, he fits cheeseburger fits. Like, the way they're telling their stories on Ring of Honor TV, and again, it's fucking bittersweet because it's like, man, they're running on all cylinders. If it can be done properly with like a Lee Moriarty and a, a Wheeler Yuda and the bookings done properly. And it doesn't feel like you're just bringing in these indie darlings to compete for this banger championship. Yeah. You'd have to say Can so that it's it not the banger title. Please now we call have it to. the banger title. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to make it so that it was different, but not lesser. Like you'd have to firmly establish that. Yes, Lee, you know, Lee is only part going for the banger championship, but if he wanted to go into TNT, he'd be just as good. Like, it's just because he decided that this is... But So I understand. I was just curious because I'm looking at them sign all this awesome talent. Again, Lee, Leo, Don, you have the Martin, whether he, Dante Martin, whether he goes tag or not, would his brother come back? You have Daniel Garcia. I mean, list Wheeler, you're going with this list of these guys who you know deliver classics. And I'm like, I kind of just want to see a belt there where every week this belt is being defended in these classic matches because that is a story into itself where these guys... No, that's what they have to do. And I think it would be using some of them to their best, you know, to the best of their capabilities. Whereas right now, I don't think Wheeler, I love Wheeler. I think the best friends are good with for him in some regards. 
but him always taking the losses for them, I don't think that's necessarily the best use for him. I mean, someone's got to take the pins in chaos. I, well, that's going to be Arch Cassidy. I agree that he no. Oh, you think? Oh, so you think Arch Cassidy <laughs> is the jobber? I oh, forgot boy. that Wheeler is not, is with him. No, I was just assuming Chaos is, you know, AW guy would take the loss because it's the it's a a, uh, a New Japan thing. But no, he's a future world champ. But even future world champs lose. But my point being is that Wheeler at some point they're gonna have. To, I was said this actually while you were closing your bathroom door. At some point they're gonna have to start letting him have wins. Because he's just too good to be seen as a guy who only loses, and that there is a stigma there. No matter how much people say, "Oh, it's you know, it's make believe," you they can write it. It does follow guys around if they've only ever been seen losing. And you can only unbook that so many times. Like you can't. You're the guy that always loses in big spots. You can call that out in a storyline if they're finally going to get that win, but you cannot go to that well too many times. Like because they're going to have when you're young. Especially when you're young, and they're going to have to do that with Nyla, and they kind of did it with Adam Page today a little bit, but like, you're you're absolutely right in that. Especially when you have rankings, like it just doesn't work. Plus, we get a whole other division for Matt to rap. That's so. That's the banger division for Matt's raps. Let's fucking go, people! Yeah, but then you want trio titles too. We're gonna have a TBS. Well, I'm ass- I'm assuming like one or the other would happen. I- I'm okay with either way. If you give me your own division, or actually, I'd probably prefer trios because you could put Lee Moriarty on a trios team, like, you- and it would use him just the same. Where I felt like he was getting proper repetitions. Right now, with neither, I feel like you have a lot of guys who they should use and would allow you to spread out your talent a hell of a lot more. And I know you don't need a belt for storylines, but it doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, well, but a belt belt is just a prop, and if the story is good enough, you don't need a title. I agree, but when you have a lot of guys you're trying to build up into new personalities, sometimes just giving them that prop at least artificially create a story as to why you should care about some of these guys. It's a fair point. Fair point. Well, there's definitely room for discussion. We'll keep that going, but let's get into the next match on the card. It was Dax Harwood versus Pac. Uh, cutting to the end here, Pac wins with the submission, uh, the brutalizer, and then post-match Pac isn't letting go. So Cash Wheeler makes the save. Uh, and pulls him off. Tully then continues to hold him down, and then Cash stomps. The lights go out, and when they come back, Malachi Black and Andrade are in the ring with FTR. They join in on the beatdown, and then the Lucha Brothers and Cody rush in to make the save. Uh, they clear the ring, uh, and uh, you know Black and Andrade kind of seem satisfied with uh, themselves, even though they've been run off. Uh, so <clears throat> clearly the issues aren't done between, you know, all these groups. There's a lot of stories going on here. We did find out that they did add a match to rampage or I'm sorry, to full gear. Um, so they did announce they are adding, uh, Andrade and Malachi black versus, uh, Cody Rhodes and Pac. That should be a pretty awesome match for a short build literally less than a week to that pay-per-view. Um, and we know we're getting the Lucha Brothers versus uh, FTR. So there's a lot of stories going on in this one match. Um, but 
Kate, I thought this match was awesome. We talked about it earlier. Just the level of kind of technical wrestling that they had on this show tonight uh, was fantastic. And this match definitely involved uh, quite a bit of that. Yeah, this whole, this was another one that felt like a pay-per-view quality match. This was great. Um, And I had high expectations for it. So I'm glad it delivered. This was one that I was like, that's going to be the main event. That's not really the main event, but there were like three that felt that way tonight, right. in my opinion. So, but this was fantastic. Um, Pack is just such a perfect little menace that you can plug into short programs because I feel like he's so consistent with what he does that um, you can you can snap and and make a feud feel big and important. His striking is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, every time I see it, I like just can't wait for him and Malachi Black to have a match where they just kick the ever living shit out of each other. Um, yeah, I mean, just just really great stuff. Something that showed you that even with something that doesn't necessarily have a ton of stakes, this happened a couple times on the show tonight. If it's something that's a microcosm of a bigger picture or a device being used to get to a different story, but it's a great match. It's entertaining as hell. <laughs> and this this was one of those cases. I just, yeah, I, I don't have notes and I didn't have a lot of tweets tonight because I was just like, for so much of this. Like, yeah. Because my jaw dropped and, and engrossed and entertained. Really, really well done. Yeah. And um, as I mentioned, you know, they added the Malachi Black, Andrade, you know, Cody Rhodes, um, Pac match to... <clears throat> the pay-per-view is a good spot to at least mention to anybody who doesn't know uh, Malachi Black did a uh, an interview on I believe it was the giant FM real radio um, where he said uh, in the next two weeks you're going to see a very interesting change in the aesthetics and behavior within the character and he also started to reference that the house of black will see more members or could see more members coming in. He said, is there a plan for it? Absolutely. Can you expect it? I don't know. That's not a decision I can make. The idea of house of black for house of black, a house is multiple people. There's definitely an idea I have more so than I've revealed to even Tony Khan with house of black. I don't want to rush everything. Everything goes slowly, takes its time. It's methodical. When the time is right, you'll hopefully see some faces appear. So, guys, um, it Can looks like... Can I just like... say one more thing about Malachi Black before we switch to the next segment? No, 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 a... no. I'm not ending, I'm not oh, ending the discussion. No, no, no. Go ahead. Say what you got to say. I was just going to say there was also a story floating around Twitter that was just really nice where Malachi Black was at like a an indie show meet and greet kind of thing. And he saw a woman and her kid and they were... She was holding her child and it sounded like they were just like kind of fumbling around or whatever. And he just went and bought them VIP passes, like, and they were three hundred and seventy dollars each. Did uh, I get this wrong? He could not find his way into the venue, so the woman, oh, and, uh, okay, woman was like, "Oh, just come with us. Like, we'll show you." Aww. And then they got up to the ticket thing, and he was like, "These these people get VIP on me." Oh, that's awesome! I didn't. Thank you for. Yeah, he was me like, wa- he was like wandering really around story. like outside, like he couldn't mm-hmm. find his way mm-hmm. in. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. Yes. I just, awesome. Yeah, I love stuff like that. And she said she looked out and was like, oh, shit, these were 370 bucks a piece. Like, damn. <laughs> um, so I just, I love that. And 
I've said it many a time that his episode with Talk is Jericho just showed me a side of him that was so awesome. Like he just seems like the most sincerely cool dude ever. We have Kevin Joseph Garifo and Kevin Garifo in the chat. <laughs> wow. There's a lot. I like it. I like it. So guys, my 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 question to you is one, does a House of Black faction excite you? And two, how great would it be to see Brody King and Malachi Black form their tag team in AEW? And uh, I wouldn't be against if you threw a little carrying cross in there either. Sure. Why not? Uh, so, Matt, I'll put it to you first. Exciting. And who would you want to see in it? I know we just named a couple people, but. I think it's very exciting. And I think if it's done in this similar fat, if they if they want to, uh, as Kevin said over here, they want to go gang warfare. Kevin Garifo, um, you can do that with factions if they do it like, um, like New Japan does. Like New Japan has their factions, but everything does not rest on, you know, it's not chaos against the Bullet Club. It's not uh, Lij against um, Suzuki Goon. Like those are just they're fail safes to fall back on. So when you need to have a use, uh, when you need to build a feud, you can have you know. If let's just say the House of Black has Karrion Cross and Brody King and Malachi Black and they're feuding with the inner circle, you can have a six man tag match where they're hyping up the upcoming Brody King Chris Jericho match, you know, and just you just get a little taste and you get to see the guys work with each other a little bit. Uh, in terms of who, I mean, who knows with with Malachi Black, he's such an interesting character and I'm sure he has his visions and I love the idea of Brody King and him. Uh, as a tag team, and I love Karrion Cross because Karrion Cross is also that dark, mysterious character, and he's into the 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 Muay Thai and the shoot fighting, and and I'm sure there's other people out there that he could bring in. I'm sure that he has in in his mind, um, but yeah, I would love it. I'm all about it. I'm all about morph. I like factions. Asian Joe says he'll take he'll trade the inner circle on HFO. <laughs> Both for the House of Black and a wrestler to be named later. I agree. Schlong, your thoughts? Break up the inner circle. Oh yeah. Listen, cruise director Mike, cool it. This isn't your discussion. Um, Schlong, what do you think about the possible faction for House of Black? And um, you know anybody we didn't name you'd want to see maybe jump on in. So one, I like. I'm excited for House of Black because I think what malachi's doing is awesome i like what matt was saying how a faction doesn't have to necessarily be gang warfare um it was kind of what they were doing with the inner circle for like two months there where they were letting santana and ortiz be their own thing sammy be his own thing and then they changed it all again i'm like no go back to that where like yeah you're friends but you're you're doing your own shit um that uh brody king in my two roh shows became a huge favorite of mine just seeing that dude in person tells you all you need to know about him. He's so impressive. And New and Japan. He... I mean, <laughs> that New Was Japan he in New show. Japan too? Yeah, he wrestled with oh, um with, Sorry, uh, again. Daniel Garcia. All right, so he had three shows, and I've seen him three times because he was at all three live shows that I've gone to. Um, I was going to say, all your just... 2300 arena shows are blending together. <laughs> he, they really are. He's my 2300 arena wrestler. Um, and he could be the uh, the muscle that Malachi Black could really use as like that 
dark leader. If anyone's not watching, Kate is taking her Captain Mike bobblehead and just having him walk across the bottom of the screen. That's so so funny. there's that. It's Cruise, it's Cruise director Mike. He's not Sorry. Really I'm a director. A yeah. <laughs> so Kate, what are you? Oh, uh, Asian Joe says, "Rest in peace to Kate's vocal cords after tonight's show." This is the most fun I've had with anything to do with the inner circle in like the past three months. (laughs) House of Black. I just keep thinking of the show House of Pain. So the name is a little lost on me. I don't think there's a better suited person to lead a stable maybe than Malachi Black with his vision and his attention to detail and how layered his own character is. That's a guy you want to lead a stable. Like, that makes so much sense to me. I'm all for it. I do think maybe it's time for one of these factions to to get a move on because it is a little bit faction heavy. Not in the women's division, but everywhere else. It is if you watch Dark and Elevation. Oh, sorry. It's definitely not stable heavy on those shows. There's like one. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I, yes. To answer your question, I think that would be fantastic. I don't need, and I know Karrion Cross was made into a joke on the main roster. I don't, I still don't need him in AEW. I've seen some of his indie stuff and his impact work. I, I don't, it's getting crowded. I'm not, I don't like need him. Um, but I would be very interested in a Brody King and a bunch of creepy, weird, dark, weirdo characters hanging out with Malachi Black. And losing their eyeballs i'm not drunk i'm just having fun also rob humphrey made it home and he says that the road warriors are the best tag team of all time uh you could argue that did they win you had a tag team tournament on the wizards podcast yeah were they with the winners i think they were the winners you could make a case for the road war there's look the road warriors the new day the sex gods the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys. Edging a lot Christian. of it is age, de- your age dependent. Like sure. who, who's voting? Like you know, when when you're coming up, who was the team that was kicking ass? At, you know, Techno Team Two Thousand. The you Smoking know, Guns. You don't know enough about Techno Team Two Thousand. I don't. I only know that it's Eric Watts and another guy, and that should, their pants. You should be a like bigger concrete. fan of the Smoking Guns, Kate. I'm. I know. High energy from that time because of Frankie, as well documented on the show. And I know Techno Team. And then there was the Body Donnas. They were a team when I started watching. Managed by Sonny. Uh, And then there was, you know, all those good teams back then that had weird gimmicks. Anyway. Jerry Show! Matt, I also just, I'm not derail, I'm not trying to derail us, but I just want to let you know, I finally saw the. Dark Side of the Ring from last week uh, about the steroid trials. Okay. You don't know how hard I popped when I saw B B Brian Blair jump up on my screen. I'm going to... He's got a uh, book coming out, which I will definitely be getting for your brother for Christmas. So, yes. He won't read it, but you can... Well, that sounds like his problem. I think there's lots of insight in there. B Brian Blair's been around the block. Oh, absolutely. How about who was Techno Team 2000 that wasn't Eric Watts again? It's Chad Fortune. Fortune. I hope that Matches knows that. Matt knows so much. 
I am oh. working on something special for the Shining Wizards 10 year anniversary. And I reached out, I was reaching out to all the past guests and jumping Jim Brunzel was a guest on the show and he happened to respond to, and he was like, was I on your podcast? Question mark, question mark. And I was like, dude, you are, I'm like, you are on the same show as fucking Mick Foley. Holy <laughs> shit. I'm like, get with it. Jumping Jim. What are you doing, buddy? My goodness. Get on board. It all comes back to the killer bees people. Always. Um, so as we're kind of getting to the end here of Dynamite, they did let us know <clears throat> the card for Friday's Rampage. Right now, it's two matches. We will see Jungle Boy versus Bobby Fish, and we will get Matt Hardy versus Orange Cassidy. That will be a Lumberjack match. Yeah, I hate a Lumberjack match. Well, Worst stipulation I'm ever. just reporting. Just no, reporting. least least favorite, uh, one of my least favorite gimmick matches is a Lumberjack match. What is your absolute least favorite? Oh, boy. I was going to say, is there anything I hate more than a lumberjack match stipulation? Other than like, obviously crazy specific ones. Like, yeah, no, I think a lumberjack is my, like when you, when I saw, when I was a kid and it was like diesel British bulldog lumberjack match, I was like, oh, I really don't want to order this fucking in your house. It's going to be shitty. Diesel British bulldog in a lumberjack a, match. Diesel Sid. It was rough. It was not. Was Must not have been softball season. Uh, he was around for a minute. Sid, if it wasn't softball season. Right. So, guys, they do hype up the card for the pay-per-view. We'll talk about that in a moment. But the final segment of the night is an in-ring uh, contract signing for Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega at full gear. Uh, so uh, they make their way to the ring. Hangman Adam Page is the first one uh, to get to sign the contract. And he grabs the mic and says he doesn't know what's left to say after all this time. The sooner he signs it, the sooner he gets to beat Kenny Omega's ass and win the world title. And he signs, and it's over to Kenny. And Kenny says that uh, all this should have been... Excuse me. Kenny says uh, all of this... um, should have been uh, Hangman Adam Page's already. And if it wasn't for his insecurities, he'd be there. Cowboys picked themselves back up and go riding again. But it wasn't always. But it was always the elite that picked up Hangman uh, and got him going again. And he saw a lot of, uh, Kenny saw a lot of himself in Hangman. But he was wrong. Uh, And uh, Hangman's a disappointment. So Hangman says uh, he talks a lot about him choking. He remembers, uh, if he remembers once upon a time, Kenny had another tag team partner that he didn't think he lived up to, but now he's the best bout machine and a champion for almost a year, and it'd be fair to say that he surpassed that partner. Kenny told him, uh, you know, a lot of lies about not being good enough, Uh, But the worst was last year when he beat him in the Eliminator tournament and told him he was proud of him because he wasn't proud. He was afraid uh, and he didn't want uh, him to feel the pain of that loss and let it light a fire under his ass to drive him to redeem himself. He didn't want Paige to become what he is. And that's to be able to beat him Saturday to become the champion. And Kenny responds saying that uh, what he did was out of necessity and because believe it or not, he cares about him. He wanted to be 
the guy on the other side of the table when he realized his potential. And who knows if they can be friends again, but he wants to shake hands one last time. So uh, Omega says they're going to kill it to pay-per-view. They get up. They shake hands. And Kenny tells him he's proud of him. And then the cameraman smashes Hangman with the camera. And he removes his mask and hat to show that it's the invisible hand Don Callis in disguise. And he takes off his disguise and says he's been hiding in his basement. Don Callis, that is, says he's been hiding in his basement for six weeks and asks if Bleeding Adam looks like he's ready to win the title. Kenny Omega then dips his finger in uh, Hangman's blood, signs the contract, and it's all official now, folks. Kenny is full heel. No one after this is going to cheer for him on Saturday night. And um, that's the show. That's the go home segment. So, <clears throat> but we don't necessarily get a lot of this in uh, AEW, where they do some sort of contract signing with somebody being put through a table or smashed or something like that. Um, you know, this we get it this time, and I think this worked, Kate, only because uh, Don Callis. Yeah, Kate, I see what he's got going on. Um, <laughs> I think this whole thing worked, Kate, for me because it really pushed Kenny you know, into, he was already a heel, right? Like people already hated him. But if there was any doubt now, you hate him because Don Callis is now involved again and, uh, you know, tried to take out Hangman before the big match. I thought this was one of Kenny's best promos since coming to AEW, and I fucking hate contract signing. So that says a lot. I do like Anna Page saying, I'm just going to sign this so that I can kick your ass someday. Kenny digging in. Uh, this is he's been a pretty silly little heel for a lot of this. So for him to get very grounded and real about it and talk about their friendship, um, I I thought this was a great segment. I kind of bit at the cameraman thing when that Don Callis as the cameraman just cut in front of the shoot cameraman. I thought maybe that was gonna be Okada based on some of the rumors that we were hearing. I I would have. I'm not mad it was Don Callis. This was a, a very well executed segment and like just the worst thing that wrestling has of contract signings. I hate them. But aside from my thoughts, I would love to know the thoughts of one Eric Watts and Chad Fortune who are with Ryan now. I just Hey guys, uh, do you want to talk? Uh they're being kind of quiet. I think they're a little shy. This whole thing. Are you a stable now? Are you in Techno Team 2000? Are you going to survive? Y2J! Yeah! No, no, we're Techno Team 3000. There it is. There it is. Because there's three of us. Good for Eric Watts. Keeping that career alive. My goodness. <laughs> um, so, you know, man, so you look at them and you just wonder, like, how were they not bigger? So oh, true. yeah, when you look at them, you're like, I would have thought they would have had the run that, that, that the Hardys did, you know? You look Hardy. at them and go, how are they not bigger? And then instantly have the answer. No, Why? You look it looked at like them. they were from the future, bro. It was the 90s. What a look. Yeah, we were trying to get to Y2K. Man, fucking Eric Watts' head looks like a watermelon. <laughs> it's very true. Holy shit. So Schlong and... um. And Matt, you didn't see the segment, so definitely check it out because, you know, like, I think it actually worked. 
Um, but my question to you is, you know, Shalong, you were you were with me last night on Bammer Slammer. <clears throat> you know, one of the things that we kind of talked about was the thought that maybe Kenny needed something to kind of push him over the edge to be, you know, like true, truly a heel, right? Like people were still sort of cheering Kenny at different points in time. Um, but this seems like a segment, right, where it's, you know, you you smash your opponent's face with a camera and sign in his blood. That's true heel, right? So um, did you think that was, you know, without seeing it, do you think this is totally necessary to kind of give one final push into this with no doubt make Hangman the true, true, true baby face here? So we kind of talked about this last night on Bammer Slammer, and I'm just realizing I never got to ask the, uh, Dave if he was a fan of South Park's Alabama Man toy. So I'm very annoyed <laughs> at myself for that. Because um, I meant to and I just forgot. But I said last night, you didn't need this, in my opinion, because this story is less about Omega and more about the rise, fall, and redemption of Hangman. However, it doesn't hurt it. And for those who felt you did need to have Omega, like Dave felt like you needed to have that last bit of Omega heat helps there. Cause it shows that like makes Omega even bigger of a dick and shows the true hatred between these two. So I think if, if you were, if anyone was on the fence, that they didn't do enough for Omega. I think just one segment settles it. I don't think you need multiple segments of it because, um, you, uh, then you'd have a chance to wear thin. So this is perfect. You're going home with this cowboy man, cowboy guy is going to be pissed. Um, and his story now merges perfectly here. I'm, I'm, I think from what I'm being described, it's perfect. And I saw there was blood on the contract, which I think is always a nice touch. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited. And I'm going to point out since I was there, Alabama, Dave says the segment was so good. Hangman is going to kick out of the one wing angel on one with a bandage on his head and he loves it i kind of hope he comes out with one of those silly bandages though that like isn't done right so it's yeah like all the way wrapped around and like kind of coming down a little bit i'm in on that i don't think there was any doubt that kenny omega was the heel in this was there he wasn't saying he didn't doubt he was the heel he just felt like he got too comedic and they hadn't gotten the the vitriol that you need between a heel and a face like there wasn't that that moment of work because hangman kept getting the better of kenny okay I, I can see that point that's fair but you know what he sucks at making exploding rings and so he sealed his own fate how does anybody get to take him seriously after that come on very true <laughs> i did appreciate a more it's been such a long build and because they have played into their history it was nice to have a segment that was sincere between the two of them of like uh, it, it just got personal. It got very personal tonight. So I think it was a great go home segment or go home ish since I guess we still have Rampage. But did you just go stay home, home like I do by accident? I hope not. I think it did. Gross. There's only one champion. And he's the champion. Of the well, well, that is uh, that is our go home dynamite. So why don't we wrap this up, guys, by going through the card and giving our uh, picks for the pay-per-view. Sounds good. Kate picks Jericho. <laughs> Every match is just going to be Jericho. <laughs> Sorry. Jericho. All right, guys. I got the card up in front of me now. It disappeared, but I got it back. So, um, 
Asian Joe says, Kate, cruise director Mike is making me seasick. I'm making you crazy. Oh, my God. So, um. <laughs> Sorry. What was that, Kate? I'm telling him to knock it off. Would you just relax? Oh. Sorry. Uh-oh. This is, I actually found audio of uh, Asian Joe. <laughs> oh. Poor Asian Joe. I'm oh, so sorry. Joe. I'm really sorry. Stop it. God. Is, this, sorry, she's guys. loving this, guys, to a level yes. that I don't think anyone would have ever expected. Now no. she's playing with it. It's it became a whole thing. I didn't know I would. So guys, let's go through the card. Let's go through the card. Um First matchup that I have is Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Falls count anywhere. Matt, what do you think? I think Adam Cole and the Young Bucks, baby. And I hope that little fucking twerp Marco Stunt gets involved, gets his head kicked into the third round right in Asian Joe's lap. The third round? Third row, whatever. Shut up. I wouldn't have called that out, but you targeted Marco Stunt. That's fine. I hate Marco Stunt. Everyone knows that. It's very true. By the way, Matt, I'm not writing any of this down. I don't know if you want to, but I'm not writing this down. Oh, come on, man. We don't track ours, though, like everyone, like you guys do on Monday. We used to. Oh, look, I still have the old ones. See? Told you. Aunt, Matt, Kate. No schlong on this one, though. No. It predates me. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, do something, Kate. Somebody do something. Uh, Big words coming from the guy who didn't show up consistently until two weeks ago. Wow, that's unbelievable. Hulk again. Uh, All right, so Matt takes a super click. Sean, what do you got? I got the super click. It's going to be a super click party. Super click party. Same for me. Ant, what you got? I also take the super click. It is tempting to think about the storytelling, though, that Marco would come in and clear the ring. And win it for them because that's if, it's extremely possible. I would give so much for Marco to be the reason that Jurassic Express wins because he comes in and lays out Adam Cole. But Budge, there it is. Budge. Uh, next up, the Inner Circle versus the Men of the Year and American Top Team in a Minneapolis street fight. Uh, Schlong, what do you think? I can't remember how I picked this last time, but I think I picked Inner Circle just because that seems to be the way it works. So I'm going to stick with Inner Circle, even though I can see a world where American Top Team wins and Scorpio Sky gets a TNT title shot out of this. Kate, what do you think? Uh, I am going Inner Circle because I think you have to have Sammy Guevara get the pin to set that up with Scorpio Sky. Matthew? Fuck it. Okay. Uh, inner circle. I'm bucking the trend. I'm taking uh, American Top Team and Men of the Year. And I still maintain Paige Van Sant gets involved and she costs the victory to Jericho and Dan Lambert gets the pin. I I think I just hope you're wrong because I feel like it'll continue if the inner circle doesn't win. So prayers that it doesn't work out that way. I have a feeling that if American Top Team wins and it's Jericho who loses, he kind of says, you know, this isn't working. I'm holding you guys back. It's over. I would never hold anyone back. 
Oh my goodness. You should have done a going on a cruise joke there, Kate. I'm going on a tour. He is oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to see them in Pennsylvania. Um oh, well, yeah. Rob, Rob Humphrey had this up. The question on everyone's mind is who is Kate rooting for? Punk or Eddie? We're there. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston, Kate. Who are you taking? Um, I'm rooting for yes. Um, <laughs> I I think it's gonna be Punk because Eddie gave us that line. I don't care if I win or lose. I just want to beat the shit out of you. So I think Punk is gonna win, and Eddie's still gonna beat the shit out of him. Matthew, uh, I think CM Punk wins. And when he turns around, Kenta is there to greet him with a go to sleep bitch. Oh, I am taking CM Punk as well. And I think this is where we start to see the heel turn in CM Punk. He's been, you know, doing some heelish shit in that promo. <clears throat> and I think uh, eventually they have a rematch, you know, maybe that. CM Punk wins that again, and finally, at some point, Eddie will get his win. But I don't think it's coming now. So I take CM Punk. Schlong. I'm going with Punky and the Trunkies because mm-hmm. um, I think he's going to go with the short boys. So that's what I'm going with. Well, it could I be think C- he's coming out in jorts because he's basically their John Cena. I <laughs> laugh my ass off. <laughs> Jeez, I can't talk. <laughs> This is the do you know this all means that Matt is ready to wrap this up? Uh Darby Allen versus MJF. I'll I'll go first here. I'm gonna take uh I don't remember how I picked this last night, but I'm gonna go MJF. I don't remember why, but I'm gonna take MJF, and I think we still can get a Wardlow face turn here. I think maybe MJF's looking for Wardlow to help him out. It doesn't happen. He gets pissed off at Wardlow, and then Wardlow has had enough. Long. I am going with MJF to beat Darberth Allen. Darberth. His name is Darby Avant-Garde, please. Darberth. Yes. Kate. Uh, I'm going with Maxwell Jacob Friedman as well. Ooh, Matthew. I'm going with Darby Allen. <gasps> Avant-Garde. I'm going Avant-Garde. Uh... Yeah. yeah. All right. I think this is personal to him, and I think uh, uh, I think he's gonna, I think he's going to refrain from doing crazy shit, and I think he's going to beat MJF with his wrestling. Listen, I I don't Darby care Avant how this Garden match turns out. I'm sorry, Kate. Go ahead. I just wrote Darby Avant Garde in my notes. <laughs> Listen, I personally don't care how this match turns out. I think it's going to be fantastic either way. I'll take anybody winning. Um. The match that they they just added, Cody and Pac versus uh, Malachi Black and Andrade. Matt? Uh, Black and Andrade. I think Cody continues to lose, and I think people continue to compare him to Triple H, and it makes no sense because he's just putting people over. Yeah, it's not like Cody would dress up in a Lucha outfit and cover his tattoos to try to help some younger talent as a tag team. No, he um, said multiple times on Twitter he would never do that. No. Who hurt you? He's not saying anyone hurt him. I don't know what he's just saying he wouldn't do that. 
And I agree. It's a shame. But luckily, someone else has. Shalong, who are you taking in this match? Black and, and uh, Andrade. Kate? Do I buck the trend here? Hey, you buck something. <laughs> God. My goodness. All the right, world. yeah. That was the size, of a beach, the size of a beach ball at a WWE show. I had to hit it. <laughs> that's you know what that that's fair that one was on me um no andrade really needs some wins so i'm gonna go with that yes well i'm sticking uh i'm sticking with the trend here malachi black and andrade i just think this is their match to take um let's see we have the championship eliminator tournament final Brian Danielson versus Miro Schlong. I am going with Bridey. I think Bridey is a great first challenger for Hangman because everybody's going to say, well, Brian Danielson needs the title, and then Hangman can beat him to solidify like he is our champ. So I'm going Bridey. Kate. This is tough. It can go either way. It's really it is tough. Um I'm gonna go with Miro. I don't I really don't have a that. reason why. Just he's the heel and Hangman is such a face, and I think he's gonna lose his fucking mind when he loses to Adam Page. That's It'll work. It, it will definitely work, Matt. I'm in the same boat as Kate. I think Miro wins, and I think he is a great first challenger to Adam Page. I'm not, I don't think I'm tipping my hand at who I'm picking in the main event, but uh, and you have the guy who just beat Brian Danielson lose to the your newly crowned champion. Um, you know, it helps elevate uh, Adam Page, and it solidifies him as a major player in the World Championship game. And I think Daniel Bryanson goes on. And I really think you're going to see Okada in AEW in the next couple of weeks. I think that's a dream match Tony Khan wants to give us. Uh, and I think it's something the fans want. And I think Miro, Adam Page will be a nice program. Great first challenger for Adam Page. Slay the giant beast. You can always bring Kenny back to challenge him after that. Or you can go a million different ways. I don't think D. Bryan needs to be in the title picture right now. Hey, I'm gonna. What's that? Look what I'm doing. Just making something walk across the bottom of the screen. Yeah, but it's, I wasn't making anybody do that. Yeah, mine's a snake. So, guys, I'm taking Brian Danielson. I just don't think it, this is the time for Miro. Uh, I think if Moxley was supposed to go over here, that they would have done that. But I think they're going to shift gears. Um, and uh, I'm taking Brian Danielson. I don't think he'll win the, you know, he won't win the title over Hangman, but I don't see his first loss being to Miro. So, Brian Danielson. Uh, AEW Tag Team Championships, Lucha Brothers versus FTR or the Super Frogs. Kate? Uh, I'm going retaining here, and I think it's very cool that uh, the Lucha Brothers will have beaten the two best tag teams in the world and the Bucks and FTR. I think that's a really cool way to cement their reign. Matthew. Uh, I think there's shenanigans and I think FTR walks out as the uh, two time AEW. Ah, All right. Any specific shenanigans you want to share? 
there's a lot of different things in here. Uh, Andrade's at play. The the pinnacles are there. Um, it could, you know, Tully's there. It can go a million different ways. Um, Arn could get involved. We saw that weird thing with Arn and Tully a couple weeks ago. Um, there's just a lot of a lot of variables here. So I think. Uh, I like it. So if this was a bowl of porridge, what would you say? There are many spoons <laughs> in said bowl of porridge, sir. Thank you. <laughs> there are many, many spoons. I'm taking. I'm taking the Lucha Brothers to retain. I just uh, don't think their reign is going to be this short. Um, I think someday FTR will, you know, get those titles back. It's just not the time. Schlong. I'm I'm going to say Lucha Brothers because I think FTR can lose and be okay because they still have the AAA belts, which I'm sure they'll bring around just to make themselves feel good. And I can't wait till they go defend that in Mexico. That is definitely going to be fun. Um, AEW Women's World Championship, Britt Baker versus Tay Conti. I think this is a no-brainer. Britt Baker retains here. I don't think you pull the title off her. Schlong. It's the DMD, baby. Kate. Yeah, they, Britt's got to retain. Matthew. Britt Baker. Matt, are you in Star Trek? No, I'm Tecmo Team 2000, bro. That's right. <laughs> I think this is what now we're Techno right. Team 4000. There's four of us. What your glasses look like. That's what your glasses look like in the future. I am from the future. And I'm the LeVar Burton's character from Anthony. Star Trek. What? Of of that match? Yes. I already told you. I said Britt Baker. I'm Britt Baker across the board. Uh, last match of the night AEW World. Yeah, you didn't do the buy in match. What's the buy-in match? Uh, Sheeta and Thunder Rosa against somebody and somebody, I think. Against Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. Oh, I didn't have that in front of me. I don't know if, when that was announced. I missed it. Tonight. <clears throat> uh, so, Schlong, since you know the match, who are you taking? Sheeta and Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Kate. Same. Same. <clears throat> Matt. Uh, Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. I also, it pains me to say, I'm going to take Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. Right. I just think they've been pushing Nyla Rose for some reason. And I think she does a fucking loser. She does a fucking loser, he says. Well, I said, final match of the night, the AEW World <laughs> Championship match. Kenny Omega oh. versus Hangman. Adam Page. Kate, who are you going with? Adam Page, and I think Okada is standing there waiting for Kenny. All right. All right. Matthew? Uh, I think we finally get the big payoff that we've been looking for. I think Adam Page walks out champion. Schlong. If anyone but Adam Page wins, I'm lighting something on fire. All right. Spoken like a true Philadelphian. And I'm also going to take Hangman Adam page it's his time it's his pay-per-view this story has been a year plus this is it do it this is a fuck of a card great card it is available on fuck of a card (laughs) i've never heard it said like that before it is available for streaming on bleacher report on pay-per-view outlets um fight tv 
Facebook will have it in some markets, I think, internationally. It's also playing in like Regal Cinemas, Cinemark. I think I pick theaters too, so it's going to be in movie theaters again. I haven't done wrestling in a movie theater, uh, but I definitely have done like a like a concert movie theater experience, which is pretty fucking awesome to be there with a room full of people in a movie theater watching it on a giant screen and like everybody's into it for the same reason is pretty cool. So maybe one day I'll get to check it out in a movie theater. Um, But man, um, you can definitely catch it. This is a great card. We'll be talking about it next week. I think we're all here next week, right, guys? Yes, sir. Sure. (laughs) Kate, what are you plugging? Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. Kate, who you plugging? (laughs) She's got the strap this time. It's a stupid fucking question. Uh, Tomorrow, I am doing a full gear preview with Sports Kita. At 11 in the morning Eastern, but it's going up later that night if you can't watch live. Friday, I'm doing AEW Rampage and SmackDown Review Show with Sean Rossap. We loop around to the next week. I am with Joey Bag of Donuts from Pittsburgh. We're talking a uh, reaction show on Monday and then Tuesday. Sour Graps with Alex Pulaski and then Wednesday, right back here. <laughs> Matt, what's going on with you? Nothing. What's going on with you? Okay. Oh, you want like plugs? Come on, man. Who Come are on. you plugging <laughs> when he does that? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh Who's director Mike? Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast every Monday night, uh available on all platforms at Wizards Podcast. The Shining Wizards on YouTube. We are on our we are less than two weeks away from our ten year anniversary show. This Monday night we are joined by Vincent. And uh, Frightmare. You dig? Uh, and we just announced Monday night that uh, the NWA Scion and uh, Seton Hall alum Charlie Haas will be joining us for our 10 year anniversary show. Uh, and I have guests booked for, you know, at the end of November and into December. So we are rocking and rolling, as the kids say. So uh, check us out every Monday night uh, on all platforms Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Patreon. Or we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash wizards podcast. For as little as $1 a month, you can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. I actually just did a watch along to the Masawa Kawada match that Eddie Kingston talks about in his um, article from the Players Tribune. And I haven't seen that match in over 20 years. uh, And I just decided to do a watch along to it uh, like hours before I read the article. uh, And just, it's fucking awesome i mean if you've never before seen the match, you read the article before i read the article oh um, that's wild so if you are looking for like if you want to watch like a fucking great match like it's on youtube check it out but if you want to pay three dollars a month to support the shining wizards and listen to me call it uh check it out because it was uh it was a lot of fun a lot of fun to do so yeah those are my plugs oh, so don't I forget the to... discord what's up discord yeah there's a discord link on uh, at wizards podcast on the twitter jump in there lots of great uh conversation going on not just wrestling related there's a music section there's a book club there's ddp yoga there's a general conversation where we talk about everything and anything i just want to call out rob humphrey's comment saying thanks for the entertainment you're now my official wednesday night tradition 
Well, thank you, Rob, for joining the Mark Order. We appreciate it. And I assume you're still sitting in the parking lot if it was like the concession lines were for us in Newark or at Arthur Ashe. Nah, he's home. Oh, well, good. We're glad that you are actually home. And thanks for tuning in. And and thanks for watching in the future. We appreciate it. So um, that's it, fellas. You ready well, for some minute, full game? Whoa, 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 whoa. Schlong, what are you? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Schlong! What oh, do you I'm do sorry, on Monday and Tuesdays. The Techno Team <sighs> 2000 stable. Uh, Kate's already on to the podcast tomorrow morning. She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Fuck! Can we please put ourselves over? Jesus. So, so you can find me at Mark Order Pod on Twitter because I don't use my own. Um, I've been banned from Patreon and OnlyFans for being too sexy. So, working that out, guys. Don't worry, working it through. Um, but really all I do is the Mark Order Pod. I don't do my own. So just follow there and you're talking to me unless Ant signs his name and then it's Ant. <laughs> so uh Ash Long said you can follow us at Mark Order Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. If you are not watching these shows uh live on Wednesday nights at 10 15 p.m., you can go to Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, and the uh replays are there. We don't get rid of them. You should definitely check us out in video format to see cruise director Mike walking across the screen, gritty in the background, or Techno Team 2000, Matt putting on his future goggles. I mean, it's just a lot of fun to watch. If you are listening in podcast form, we thank you. We are available in podcast form on pretty much any podcast forum. Uh, thanks to the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, subscribe, like, rate, review, whatever you got to do. We appreciate all the love you give us there. If you do want some Mark Order podcast stickers, we do have them and we send them out worldwide. So um, just uh, hit us up on our social, slide up in the DMs, send us your name and address. We'll ship them anywhere. Just let us know. Now, Kate, we can fucking go. So. Okay. Well. I'm excited. For schlong and good night. I mean, hey, hey, ho, ho, this penis party's got to go. PCU. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, guys, uh, join us next week. Yeah, maybe next week I'll remember to put us on the rant. Well, whatever. That's exactly it. Whatever. Tune in next week where we're going to talk about the pay-per-view and Dynamite and the fallout from Full Gear. Thanks, y'all, for listening. We've been the Mark Order. And enjoy your... There's a ton of wrestling this weekend, so enjoy it all. GCW Friday, GCW Saturday afternoon, full gear, Ring of Honor, uh, Honor for All is Sunday. Enjoy all the wrestling. Take it all in. Embrace it. Love it. Hug it. Kiss it. Feel it. Touch it. Love it. Well, enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next Wednesday on the Mark Order Podcast. Goodbye and good night.
conclude the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.